Hello and good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's new episode or special episode of Breakfast with Boom. It is the annual Black Friday event. No, we're not selling you anything except a great two hours of podcasting. Uh, yeah, well, listen, shout out to, first of all, the, all the chat that's already here. Uh, also for hanging out and jumping in early because I had made a mistake because I was doing this, setting up the show yesterday during Thanksgiving. Uh, and of course, I didn't realize that I put for 10 p.m. and not 10 a.m. because, well, it's just I'm just a knucklehead. But thankfully, everyone reached out to me. Shout out to Sith Lord who was like, hey, boom, you might want to change that. And of course, <laughs> I did, in fact, change it. But folks, listen, we are going to have a lot of fun today. Uh, one of the major topics, and this is usually a standard fare. Uh, for the day after Thanksgiving, is we are going to talk about what we are thankful for in gaming for 2023. But we have a couple of big topics to get into. Before we get to those topics, look at this panel. These men are amazing. I'm fans of all their work. I listen to them and work with them on a weekly basis. It's great to have you here. Let's start off with someone that it, it helped me actually not just launch, but continue the Xbox Factor podcast. That's Pong Soul making his long return. <laughs> What's going on, brother? How's everything? Boom, boom, boom. It has been way too long, brother. I'm glad. I'm glad Black Friday happened. I'm glad that you oh. hit me up and said, uh, hey, by the way, you want to show up on the show? Absolutely, because I've got the day off for a change, and I can actually make a boom show so yeah it has been way too long brother uh ob obviously awesome to be here with crispy as well i have not podcasted with crispy and i don't i don't remember when's the last time i got to talk to crispy and of course my brothers from another all here part of the family yep. um what a great morning and of course chat it has been some of you guys i see all the time in a lot of our shows right we got a lot of that crossover but I'm thankful to be here today to get to see everybody else who I don't always get to see as well. So, man, we got a lot of great topics to get into, Boom. Gaming has been absolutely stellar uh, over this year, and uh, yeah. I can't wait to talk about some of the stuff, Boom. Glad to be here, man. Glad Thank you, here. sir. Appreciate it. And yeah. another alumni of the Xbox Factor podcast, our very good brother, all the way from Texas, Mav, what's going on, my brother? How was your Thanksgiving with the family? I'm sure the missus did what she always does and put a meal together worthy of a queen and a king. Oh, you know it. Yeah, I'm in a food coma today. I almost didn't make the show because I was like, sleep is good. And yesterday I was full. And so, yeah, but I'm I'm super happy uh, for this panel you've assembled. Boom. It's uh, it's amazing. I don't recognize a lot of these guys. I mean, who are who are these people? Oh my, oh my uh, who are these strangers? We're all new. Steel, We're all new to podcasting. Yeah. Crispy. I, I don't know any of you guys. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's it's great to be here with y'all for the first time, for sure. You know, uh, but no, seriously, um, man, it's awesome to be back here with you. Boom. I was scheduled to be on a show with you uh, last week, and due to yeah, technical difficulties, yeah. I, <laughs> Didn't work. Thank goodness you got it working, bro. But yeah, super happy to be here now, and I know it's going to be a super fun time. So let's go. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have fun, man. We, we're gonna have a lot of laughs. Uh, and the the first topic is is humorous for a multitude of reasons. You folks are really gonna dig this because it it might be a little slanderous, and there might be some people on the panel that are kind of gonna stick them in the ribs. But let's <laughs> welcome in 
Steel Rain, my brother from another one half of Living Split Screen, which you hopefully will have a show tomorrow. And if you do, Mr. Boomstick will be listening as he's making breakfast for Mrs. Boom. Hopefully, we do our five-mile hike tomorrow. It's going to be a little chilly. I think for us, when we get up, it might be in the 20s. Mrs. Boom's limit is 30. So if it's under 30, we don't go. Uh, Me personally... We've tried it, and it is a little tough, but I'm I'm hoping for we can get a little bit above 30 and we get that 5.3-mile hike in. First of all, brother, how was your Thanksgiving, and how are you feeling? Well, I had to start off with my Thanksgiving was quite swell, like uh, if I have to say. And then secondly, I am Mr. Live Raw and Uncut himself, Mr. Steel Rain, one half of the living split screen dynamic duo. Uh, you know, the home where you get that RTS perspective, a little bit of that ECP, but enough of that because you know we will be live tomorrow, boom, just to let you know. And everybody in chat know. But with that said, I think we do have some fire things to get into. You see the panel lineup uh, where you hit me up in the in the DMs, boom, with the type of week that has been. Um, I was definitely ready and roaring to go today. Um, just to chop it up with my brothers because I knew the kind of panel that we were going to have today. Uh, again, Crispy being that Gears brother, uh, my fellow. I got my cog tags up. If I had my camera on, you'd be able to my see it. The tags are right here. Um, the ha- they're hanging literally <laughs> from my Lancer, which is a yep. special edition that is go. worth a ton of money. Yeah, I got my yep. cog tags ready to rock and roll. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been thinking about maybe I need to go get some iced out cog tags or something else. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, uh, greatly appreciate you having me, Boom. Uh, brothers, glad to have you guys here. I always love being able to chop it up with people who add, uh, what would I say, substance to a conversation, especially in something that you're passionate and uh is a hobby for you. So much love. Well, much love to you as well, brother. And someone that is going to give the crispy truth as he always does. Crispy bomb. What's going on, brother? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was amazing. I think I'm still full. And the highlight of my night was my three-year-old nephew looking at me when I walk up with the plate and he says, that's too much. And I, <laughs> and I just sat there and I looked at him like, I'm going to clean that plate, young man. Oh, <laughs> and, he's, my and then I went back for more and I showed him the clean plate and he looked at me and his eyes just got big and he's like, what? <laughs> like, Where did it go? Where did it all go? <laughs> it, went, it went in my leg the first time. The second time, I think it, it actually went into my stomach, but we'll see about that. But I'm feeling great today. Had some great food. I hope everybody else did shout out to the chat shout out to these gentlemen i did many of you haven't done a podcast in a long time with so i I think we're gonna have a lot of fun here and and we got a little slander i mean it it just happened a little fun hey you know it is what it is right we're gonna have we're gonna have a little fun uh and last and no way least the best racer among us all who will leave us in the dust anytime he gets behind the wheel fuzzy belvedere what's going on brother how was your thanksgiving Oh, it was great. Uh, still feeling the, uh, I guess you could say, a little bit of the coma left over from yesterday, but uh, still, <laughs> man, it, it, it's awesome to be here with everyone here. Always great to, you know, chop it up, especially on, on you know, a uh, hobby we all enjoy and stuff. But, man, yeah. we got some, some pretty interesting topics and. I'm pretty sure we're gonna we're gonna have some some slander to bring this morning, but uh, yeah, I'm. I'm well, we're, we're gonna to we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna we're gonna open up with some fun. First of all, let me let me thank the 210 people already here. We're only eight minutes into the show. 
So thank you so much for checking out Double Barrel Gaming. Of course, if you are finding the channel for the first time, folks, we are officially 304 subscribers away from 14K. And obviously, we'd love to hit that before the end of the year. We still have a month and some change. I think we can do it. I'm going to be pushing and pushing and pushing all week. Hopefully, if you haven't already been subscribed, that you decide to join uh, the channel and subscribe because obviously I do this five days a week, five different panels, five different shows, and all phenomenal content, folks. Guess what? We don't sell you hate. We don't hate monger, and we certainly don't clickbait to get you to sub the channel. Just a lot of great com- conversation, and sometimes, and every now and again, like today's show, you're going to get some opening slander because, well, if the shoe foots, mama said then you better wear it, son. And that's what we're going to do. When we start talking about the PlayStation portal, folks, the more that comes out about this thing, the less likely this is going to be a success, even at $200. Because, well, as we all know, this thing is a brick without a $550 PlayStation 5. And even when you have your $550 PlayStation 5, this thing has been known to kind of not really work as it's expected to well yesterday we learned uh i mean like i said this is the end of the year you expect news to kind of settle down we're just all playing games we're all doing our thing and we have learned that sony is going to count the playstation portal as a console Sale. Now, I'm going to go first to uh, Fuzzy Belvedere because he put out a tweet that not only I loved, I had to share with the world because, you know what, I'm not even going to paraphrase. I'm going to let the man himself say it. Could you please explain to the fine folks that are here why this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard? And once again, Sony just, well, they're just being Sony. Well, see, the funny thing is, we, we uh, remember hearing from their uh, investment call that they were a little off track as far as the numbers that they wanted to reach by the end of the year. They wanted to sell, I think, like 25 million consoles yes. this year. And they were off by a bit. But now that we're hearing that this is going to count as a console, is that going to pad that number to meet their goal or, mm-hmm. or you know, at least to the board members? But the, the thing I, I responded was like, wait. The device that requires a PS5 console to function will count as a console sale in addition to the console you already purchased since you have to have that to use it. It's like it's it, 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 it's like you're, you're almost you're, your mind is going in circles trying to figure out how is this counted as a console? It's not a standalone device. And everybody's quick to say, oh, well, they're going to do the, the you know, PS plus streaming right now. That's not possible. So if that's not possible, then why are they even talking about counting it as a console? Like if it comes after the fact, then it will then then it should count from that point forward. But like right now, I I don't understand how they're counting this as an actual console sale as opposed to an accessory, since this is technically an accessory for your already purchased PS5. It's all that it is. (laughs) (laughs) This thing has been like the weirdest. I, I don't know, like device I've ever seen, especially considering it doesn't have a web browser, which they could have added a web browser, even if they're afraid mm. of the whole Game Pass thing, people playing Game Pass on it or whatever, because I've found a way to like not really hack my PS5, but access the browser. You can bring up the Game Pass page. 
you just once you log in, it doesn't function because they don't have the most up to date browser to allow for that functionality to work. But this thing not having a browser makes it a brick outside of like using your phone as a hotspot, which if you're using your phone as a hotspot, why not just use the free app on your phone? I, I don't I don't know. But I'm pretty sure everybody has got some hot takes on this. This is a a downward spiral, I think, for Sony as far as trying to either match numbers or or meet numbers that they've set ahead of whatever you know forecasting they wanted to reach. And it, if they're not able to reach it, hey, let's just make numbers up as we go. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous now. Uh... I had watched a video that was sent to me, and I'm trying to think of who actually sent it. Because hold on a sec, let, let, let me get where the let me give credit where credit is due. Because I hate not I hate not doing that. Who Do was it. That sent me this. Uh, was it? No, it wasn't. And sometimes I just want to punch myself in the face. I hate when I do this. Okay, so listen, you know what, Pong? I, I'm going to go to you while I go and I look for this. Who sent me this? First of all. There was a video that I watched. It was a review. Uh, the name of the content creator is The Wolf Den. W-U-L-F-F Den. I am now subscribed. Uh, who is this man? Who is this content creator? Well, he has 860,000 subscribers. So apparently, well, he is pretty stout in the community when it comes to content creation. And he put out a, a video called PlayStation Portal, a remarkable failure. And what's interesting, folks, is you say, well, did this man, who is this guy to go against Sony? Would a content creator who was sent both the console or, you know, that the lack thereof, the, uh, the device and the earbuds to go with it? Yes. He was, in fact, sent this by Sony, and he spoke the truth. Uh, it is, how long is this video? 22 minutes and five seconds, and it mm -hmm. is the most real review, I think. And not because he dumps on it, because he just talks about what, do, what it does good. But he goes into the very technical specs of why this thing is, well, in his uh, a remarkable failure. But Pong, let, let's let's continue the conversation of of counting this thing as a console set because you said something to me in the green room, and I'd like you to repeat that because it makes sense and it doesn't make sense at the same time. If you were like Xbox trying to count things, well, I mean, where where are we at? I saw I saw lots of people tweeting, but as I said to Boom and before we just went live, well, then Boom just bought another Xbox console because he just got a brand new Samsung TV. Yes, sir. And the TV actually does more than the portal, but it plays Xbox games. Nate, I just, just got to hook up a controller. Yeah, you just got to hook up a controller. Same difference, right? So you got a you got another console. You got another Xbox console. I mean, again, I saw who was it, Jez or somebody yesterday said, I think it was Jez. Well, then Xbox should start counting surfaces, right? Any surface that they sell should be counted as an <laughs> Xbox console, right? This is, and for anybody who doesn't know kind of the background, Matt Piscatella, uh, who does great work. Again, he's been he in the industry like for Matt a lot. long time, um, yeah. and uh, he he handles all the sales stuff uh, for uh, uh, Circana, it's now called, right? Um, and they do all the, the sales tracking, and he put out right. a tweet 
that stated, uh, just an FYI, uh, to those who might care, PlayStation Portal will be tracked as a new hardware platform with spending included in, <clears throat> excuse me, with spending included in the hardware total per manufacturer request. Yes, I know. Again, you don't have to care. He deleted that tweet. So either he wasn't supposed to talk about it and got the knock on the door uh, from Sony's uh, goon squad or uh, he made a mistake, but he hasn't said anything since then. So obviously, if it was a mistake, I would assume he would have put out a follow up to tweet explaining it. Um, I'm going to go along the lines that he wasn't supposed to talk about it, uh, at least as far as saying that Sony requested this. This yeah. is Sony fudging the numbers. Of course um, it is. Yep. Th- this is this is again as Fuzzy brought up for the shareholders, uh, as always. It's not for the consumers per se. It is for the shareholders. It is to make themselves look better. But there is no way that you can count the portals anything other than an accessory. We all know what it is. All the information's mm-hmm. out there. It doesn't work without a console itself. So how do you count this as a console? It doesn't play any games natively. It doesn't even have cloud functionality at this point. So it never will. How, well, yeah, right. The rumors are they're going to try, but again, this is just this is dumb. This is plain stupid. This is playing with the numbers now. Again, every time we see the numbers, we're going to have to go, yeah, 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 yeah. Give us give us those portal numbers separately so we can minus those out of there uh, for those of us that do care about that stuff. This, I just don't understand it, Boom. But again, if they want to play this game, everybody else should. I mean, hell, Nintendo should probably go back and redo the Wii U numbers, right? They sold two consoles every time they sold one box, right? Because they had the Wii U controller yep. in there. Yep. So they got to count all those Wii U controllers. Double it up. Plus the extra mm-hmm. ones, double it all up. So they're probably close to, I don't know how many people bought extra Wii U controllers. They're probably close think, to 50 million rich, units the, sold now. The number was originally 10 million sold. I think yeah. it was like 10 million. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot. It was bad. Lifetime was bad. is like 13 and a half, I think, oh, right oh, now. Oh, right? 26. So, Let's go. So 26, 20, 20, 26, 27, plus all the extra Wii U controllers. Hell, they might be at 40, 50 million consoles sold. Wii U didn't sell so bad, folks. Um... <laughs> I got to make jokes because this is ridiculous. I, I don't know how they can even get away with this. I, I can't believe that they have the, the power to go in and request and say, hey, you know, that accessory we're selling, go ahead and count that on our console sales. I, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. But this is Sony fudging the numbers. Yep. Um, this is just for the shareholders. Uh, this is for that stock price uh, that has been up and down, but certainly nowhere near what it once was. Yep. And I think they're just trying to recover a little bit of that. No, I mean, it's a, it's a great point. And, and Green Goblin in the chat. First of all, welcome, brother. He says you can't even access PlayStation Plus on the portal either. You can't either, do nothing. You can't which do All it, it does it, is mirror what's on your PlayStation 5. That's all it does. Yes, it absolutely does. So real quick, uh, we have two Super Chats. Uh, Bold Alpha Wolfpack, generous friend of the program, and, of course, the community. He drops a $20 Super Chat, and he says a 20 spot just because this panel is built like the Avengers today. <laughs> Indeed it is. Alpha. Thank you for the kind words and the Good generosity. Uh, Gerald Mack out there in these streets drops an outstanding two-dollar super chat. And he says, I got a new Samsung TV too, boom. It's the Q ADC 65. Congratulations, brother. Enjoy the H out of it's it. A, it's an um, Xbox console. There you go, J Mac. Way to no, go. You own a couple of them. Another, another one to add to the list. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I, speaking of new TVs, I got a new TV. I bought the matching soundbar that came in on Tuesday. Uh, what I didn't realize is that you kind of need an optic cable, which I had to get, which is up here. Yes. So I'm going to actually do that uh, after the show and uh, do some things. Uh, I got my Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2 plates for the PS5. Finally, for the love of Jehovah, they came in. So I'm very excited about that. So I got some work to do. But speaking of work, Mav, let's bring you into the conversation. Sony fudging the numbers for the investors, trying to get this as some people are calling it, an abomination of a console uh, to go and uh, pad the numbers for PlayStation 5. I mean, listen, let's let's be real here, Mav. The PlayStation 5 is selling really well. It has been selling well since its inception. Obviously, we know that you know there is some scandal behind all the scalpers buying it, but it does sell readily, relatively well. Uh, it's the best-selling uh, PS5 on um, PlayStation console to date. They are beating their own numbers. I don't know if they need to pad the numbers. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this ridiculousness? Oh, man. This is very interesting. I have no idea why they care to do that. Uh, personally, it's just kind of strange. It's got to be for... It, it, you would want to hope it's not for like bonus reasons. If they have like certain metrics to hit for hardware sales or something like that. I mean, they already have the lead in hardware right um over xbox but like in a weird way i almost want to say maybe it's either that or they gotta they gotta try and present to their board that they have a competitor to the switch right uh potentially i i, I don't know um, is that how they got it passed math that's I, how they I, got a green lit we got a switch competitor i i mean they're why does this thing even exist in the first place you know what i mean it's just the stupidest <laughs> thing i've ever seen before in my life i don't understand it it's a phone that has a half chopped uh dual sense controller uh smashed around the sides of it uh that just shakes a little bit yay that's cool right i i mean we all have phones and i i will say if you want to count like actual user usability every pc should count as an xbox console now right if it's windows based especially because that's actually Microsoft uh, software running the operating system uh, for for everything Thank there. You so, yep. you know, we got and how if you add that to the revenue for Xbox. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, all those two thousand dollar PCs and five thousand dollar PCs, all those PlayStation guys own. It's going to be insane when Xbox starts racking up all this uh, hardware sales for for uh, to count. Um, PlayStation Portal is a joke. Um, now, now to think that it's going to fudge their numbers as well. Um, maybe that's why it exists. That's the only reason is so they could put a lie through their books. I don't know, man. It, this thing's stupid. Uh, I haven't fully watched that, uh, video yet. Boom. But I, I can't imagine like releasing a device that does literally nothing than just console stream. That that is literally the stupidest thing I have ever thought of. And to think that any no just if you want it, cool, go go for you. They're they're targeting you. If you're the person that wants this thing, you're you're the target. That's cool. But for the for the masses and for the 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 market out there, I I just don't understand why you would pay two hundred dollars 
for something that your phone can do, that a tablet that you already own can do, that your PC can do, all of these different things wrapped like you already have you already have the capability, right? Um, I I'm I'm baffled by this thing. Using it to uh make the hardware cells seem larger than they are and not counting it as an accessory. I I challenge, I challenge any PlayStation fan that doesn't own a PlayStation 5. If you're a PS4 owner, go to the store, get your new PS5 today. Go get that PS5 portal for $200, take it home, and enjoy playing your PS5 games. I challenge you to play a PS5 game without owning a PS5. We'll see how that hardware treats you. I mean, I mean, we all know that it's it's basically a paperweight. Uh, it's it, it. I put it to this way: the PlayStation oh. Portal <laughs> is as useless as a PS5 controller without a PlayStation uh, Five. Like if you oh, held yeah. a controller in your hand, I got this. Not, and don't get me wrong, I I I know I'm in the minority here. I really do like the DualSense. I like the haptic triggers. I know it's not for mm-hmm. everyone, and I hear you. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like the microphone in there. I like all that crazy stuff. And you know what? It's simplistic, but it's also very technical at the same time. I like what they did with it. It's probably my favorite PlayStation controller to date, to be honest with you. Um, And I really enjoy using it. Like I said, for me, the best way that they taught us how to use this thing was with Astrobot. I platinum that game. That game was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. This thing, like I said, is as useless as a PS5 controller without a PlayStation 5. Why mm-hmm. it exists at $200 and it's stripped to nothing. It's bare bones, as bare bones you could possibly get. Like I said, it's I, I've heard some people you know, equate it to a luxury item. I've heard people say it's just mm-hmm. like buying a controller. Hey, good on you mm-hmm. if you want to spend 200 bucks on this thing. Um, I don't see the real world use outside mm. of sitting on the can and potentially being in your room you know uh, you know you, and you don't want to go into your room i mean mm. i i mean to go turn on your console i, I, I don't know I, I i will say this that uh, you, you want to say something stealing no i was gonna no, that I was wasn't gonna, oh, i was probably. i was gonna say i was gonna say boom it's it's very it's very interesting how there is a kind of competing mindset within Sony, right? That they are at this point talking about some of the same things that Xbox has been talking about for a very long time, expanding their user base, getting more engagement, right? They, they're starting to have those talks. They're talking about games as a service mm-hmm. games to keep that engagement up. They're talking about this, you know, portal as being kind of an extension of your PlayStation 5 to allow players to play more places mm-hmm. uh, where they want to, yeah. like Xbox mm-hmm. has been talking about for a very, very, very long time. And yet they have a lockdown ecosystem still, yet they're mm-hmm. more like Apple where they don't want you going outside and and experiencing more than just PlayStation. They've done this mm-hmm. with the VR2, right? People told them, make the VR2 compatible with PC PC, out the box. Mm -hmm. So that way you have a wider 
audience that will purchase the VR2, but the VR2 is nothing but a glorified accessory at the end of the day because you need a PlayStation 5 in order to play it, obviously. Again, it's no good. People want to say that VR2 games are first-party titles that we should count as exclusives. Yeah, but you've got to own a PlayStation 5. You can't just buy a game and plop it in your PlayStation 5. No, so. you got to have the PlayStation 5 and the VR2. Again, they talk, they're talking a lot of this stuff. They're talking a lot of this stuff about expanding their audience, about how the console market mm -hmm. is capped, all this kind of stuff. And they, they seem to, on one hand, want to do things to change that. But then on the other hand, they go and create things like the portal that are worthless uh, outside of the PlayStation ecosystem and outside of owning the console. This is two competing ideas, and you're not going to get anywhere because you're fighting yourself. And again, I understand you want to have that Apple mentality that you've got the premium experience and that your enthusiasts, your hardcore fans are going to buy these types of things like the portal, but it doesn't do anything for the wider, wider audience. It doesn't do anything to help expand out that that base that you say is capped that Jim Ryan's on camera multiple times talking about it doesn't do anything for you I, I don't understand this mentality at all it, 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 it's odd it's odd. do you think you guys think that there's a possibility here that they're hoping that for confusion from the market that they actually think it's a console so that people just buy it and then they yeah, the market already thinks that yeah. The market right. already thinks like, that. We heard yeah. that from Psychonauts, right? Psychonauts yeah. works at GameStop now, and he said, and he just said in the chat uh, again, he wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe how many people are coming in, and he has to educate them that this is not a standalone device that you yeah, can't Switch. download any games, but, that you can't play anything on it if if you don't have a PlayStation Five. If people ordering them online aren't going to get that education. People going no. to like a place like Best Buy or probably three. aren't going to. They're just going to grab mean, it off but, the shelf or whatever too. You know what I mean? It's just like. But, there's also co consumer responsibility campaign. Come on, yeah, we, yeah. Live in, we, we, we live in a digital era. There's no reason for you to be ignorant uh, unless you want to purposely be ignorant. So um, as far as that goes, let me, let me jump in here before we pass it off to the magnificent brother Crispy. So here I go. Um, I'm probably going to sound like the contrarian, but uh, this is just how I honestly feel. So um, boom, you ask about $200 accessories, right? Um, right? You know, you said good for you if you spend that type of money. Um, you guys know how much the Elite Controller 2 was when it released? Oh, yeah. 200 bucks. $200, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. this is the argument that I made last weekend on Living Split Screen that for me, at least personally, I can understand why you would create an accessory to have continuous access to mm -hmm. your console. Sure. For me, I do not see the point in spending, for an example, um, an exorbitant amount of money for another phone because I'm not playing games off of my phone. I have a case yeah. on my phone, a life-proof case that I'm not going to take off every time yep. that I need to slide it into a Razer Kishi, every time that I want to connect it to a, a, a control. Uh, I tried the whole clip on the controller thing. That's not comfortable for me. No, it's it's not. not comfortable for most kids, to be quite frank. So, And I, and I know that could be something easy for us who are enthusiasts, but let, I, I like to, again, RTS perspective, let me pull myself back a little bit more. I, it is hard for me to say, oh, well, this thing is dumb. It doesn't make any sense because if I can spend $200 on an Elite controller that has uh, stick drift, that has bumpers that break, that has um, grips that come off sure. um, still in its second iteration, 
how can I complain about a device that has a screen on it is somewhat, again, I can still say that it's half, it's half baked. It is, it, it looks like very minimal effort went into this device. And one of the points that I brought up to Pong, I believe that was last night um, was I don't get how the switch is as, old as it, is as old as it is. And you didn't get any of the hardware to bare minimum fit that into this device so that you could have some form of better cloud accessibility, better internet accessibility. No, the point was you didn't want that because what that would create is people to play games other ways correct yes playstation right now sony right now that's why the pc transition is so is so weird and so strange for people they don't want that playstation if they could at the end of the day would keep everything on their device if you're not in exactly to that apple mentality point was speaking to if it's not in their ecosystem why would you do anything else like and people are mentioning in the chat there's no bluetooth there's there's just yep. things in this device what, what year are we in right so there's things that i can definitely speak out against it and say well these things don't quite make sense to me having a proprietary headphones that you have to get to use this device people um, all of a sudden defending 3.5 millimeter jacks in their um, headphones. Like, bro, again, I have to ask you, what year are we living in? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that people don't have these headphones anymore, but I don't have a CD player in my pocket anymore. I don't have an MP3 player in my pocket anymore that I didn't have to hook up my, uh, my brand new Sony headphones to. That's not, that's just, we live in 2023. Things have moved on. I don't even use... The, the headphone jack of my controller anymore as an example but that's just me and i know other people do but again for me i can understand on as an accessory why it makes sense and i've seen people make it make sense right for them if you're already yes. invested into the playstation ecosystem but outside of that this is definitely another example to something that i've been speaking to for at least the last decade in sony's lack of vision i don't I personally, outside of, and when we're talking about how they're fitting this into the whole hardware narrative now, I personally do not understand what their true what their true goal is anymore. I, I thought it was making these top of the line games, not really focusing on multiplayer, yep. focusing on hardware. You know, I, I thought that just because that's something that they've always been good at. But now when you're telling other hardware manufacturers, hey, um, we might want to consider those. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll send an email through, but we might consider that batch as part of these console sales. Although, like you guys brought up, you have to buy a $500, $500 console to get access. And for anybody praying for cloud support in the future, I pray I pray to God that it has a Snapdragon processor in there. Yeah. Because if it does not, at bare minimum, you're not getting cloud connectivity on a $200 device. I also yep. made this point. If I paid $200 for my controller, my elite controller, why would I have faith that a broke a, a controller cut in half with a screen on it, just because the screen looks cute, is going to be of more benefit to me or has some true value to it? But maybe that's me being skewed to what I see as value now, right? Yeah. Because, no. again... $200 for, for that, for the PlayStation Portal, that is, yes, also confusing the wider audience. I know we say, um, y'all made the point to Psycho, but I frequent very uh, many different streets, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, all these different places, because uh, just to have an informed opinion. And 
everybody is hyped for it because it's like, oh man, PlayStation going back to their rules, or PlayStation Portal, man, that's gonna dope. I can't wait to get that. And then you have people underneath their comments saying, hey, no, it's it's not that. It's you have to have a PlayStation Five to play. Oh no, it's not. You don't. You can't use your headphones with that device. It's a. You still have your wired headphones, right? You, you got. A, it's a three point five jack. You got to use that. Oh, you you want to stream with it? No, you can't. You can't do that either. Outside of games that you have specifically purchased on your PlayStation Five. So, it it is another kink in the armor for sure. It is a another play at least to me in the loss of vision that sony has had um in my personal opinion again i'm not somebody who's invested into the uh into the playstation platform currently because i do not have a reason none of their AAA games have given me a reason the vr doesn't give me a reason the playstation portal definitely doesn't give me a reason as a matter of fact if it does anything it's showing me that they're trying to be like microsoft in some ways but don't know quite how to get there and are they're doing fighting. little steps to try to fill in that gap, at least they're, in my perspective. They're fighting themselves. Real quick, real point. quick, Steel. Real quick question, though. Question. To your point, real quick. Can, can you use the uh, PlayStation Portal with your PC or your TV or your laptop? No, you can't use it with nothing else. Oh, nothing can, you, can, you, can you use your Elite Series 2 with a PC, TV? Yes. Yes, oh, I can. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. So a little bit more functionality even as an accessory. My man. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it, it, yeah. l- l- let's talk numbers, folks. Crispy, I want to bring you in because I, I was doing the math as I like to do. So this is before tax folks. If you were someone that wanted to invest in VR, uh, mm-hmm. like say for instance, VR 2.0, right? You would have to before tax buy a $550 PlayStation five. Mm-hmm. The uh, cheaper version of the, of the, of the VR without the game is $600. So that that's, mm-hmm. a, that's 1150 before tax. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were someone that had a PlayStation 5 or were going to go buy a PlayStation 5 in the same time, go buy a portal. That's 550 for the console, 200 for the device. Oh, and if you like, you know, earbuds that you kind of wear wirelessly, that's an additional $200 because you can't add any other wireless headsets except for Sony's $200 device release. So it ultimately is going to cost you. $400 for wireless headphones and the PlayStation portal in order to be able to use that, you're going to need the $550 before tax PlayStation 5. This sounds very Apple, if you ask That's me. no games. Yeah, too, and, right, and, right. and by the way, by the way, zero games at this point. Um, Crispy, this number double, this double dipping number counting thing seems nefarious. Um, and the fact that a tweet was deleted was deleted uh, mm-hmm. says it, it's 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 worth its weight and volume. Let's let's get your hot take on this. I mean, I'll be fair for a second, okay? PlayStation does what PlayStation does, right. and this is an accessory. Clearly, you need mm-hmm. a console to power the thing. This is going to be my whole point. Power, your your cell phone that you might have in your hand right now, typing away in the chat or whatever else, has more processing power than this portal, okay? 
You already have it. Yes, you've spent more money, but we constantly use it. Okay? It's constantly used for whatever we want. Gaming, text messaging, you know, just searching the web, all these things that this thing cannot do. Does the screen look good at times? Sure. I have seen these reviews that, you know, are biased towards PlayStation and probably have a ridiculous internet connection at a certain point, and it looks good. I'm fine with that. But those people that are not like us, like Xbox gamers, that say the gripes and say them frequently, that's the problem, okay? We've been calling out and saying, xCloud, you're still in beta. You haven't even fully released yet. What are you doing? There's a reason why they're doing that. Because it takes a little less heat off them. And they continue to develop it. Sony's just like, screw it. We're just going to be a Wii U 2.0. When really, they had the solution to begin with, with the original PSP or PS Vita. They had the solution in their grasp. And they didn't do it. Because at the end of the day, your portal has zero processing power. It can't even search the web. Let's be honest. In this day and age, if you can't use the web on a device that's supposedly a console, you're done. You can get a Series S for $230 right now. I'm dead serious. I seen I seen it for a low was 179 bucks, dude. And I'm going to tell you right now, those Seagate expansion storage drives are much cheaper right now. And on top of that, you got WD Black coming in. They're going to start, you know, messing with stuff too. Xbox is saying, you know what? You got you got tech that I don't want to spend money on. By all means, do you? Like Seagate did in the beginning. You know, you want to partner with us? Cool. Awesome. Um, we're going to challenge you on certain price points at certain times. And this is the time where they're like, Yo, let's drop this one terabyte at 129 bucks. I bought it six months ago at 129 bucks. But right now, with an inflation and all these other things, you're looking at that like that's a deal because it's it really is compared to you know prices about other things. But you look at the Series S, and it's like you could buy a whole console that you can search the web with. By the way, just telling you. You know what I mean? They want you to use Microsoft Edge. Trust me. Microsoft is looking at different realms. Sony's looking at taking that and the PSVR 2 at some point when they are hurting bad and giving a great deal, like an $800 with the console and the peripheral with the 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 VR2 and then having you know the portal oh. on the side and and that is what they're doing they are setting you up to say wait i bought this all at full price but you guys won't call it out see steel i disagree with you the elite series 2 is far more valuable in my eyes than a portal well, would ever be do you have a playstation you know what I'm saying? I don't care to have a PlayStation. They don't have multiplayer exclusives. I've said this a thousand times. They don't. 
They they, they decided to kill them all. And and they continue to not make anything. I mean, also what I probably would have bought a PlayStation 5 if they came out with Spider-Man 2 with actual co-op. That's all I was looking for. And and you see people like Angry Joe who's been a shill for them for years. Be like, dude, you couldn't bring out co-op? Like, seriously? That's there comes a point in time where Sony is too far behind and they continue to hurt themselves by bringing out an accessory and then they decide to call it a console. And then we could sit there and say, Oh, you got a brand new phone. You got a new new Xbox console. There you go. Because it has more processing power than that stupid portal. Sorry. If it's a Samsung phone now, they're partnered with Samsung. Guess what? You have a new Xbox console. And you know what? Xbox might F around and find out and see how people react. Because nobody, most of the people, you know, that are big, like the the media that we somehow call out all the time and people are like, oh, they're fine. This is exactly what it is. Are saying that this is a console? This is not a console. See, they shouldn't be saying that Sony's saying that. What they should be saying is, why is Sony saying that? And, and they won't. And and they won't, but that's okay. Because at the end of the day, when somebody's doing something right, and yes, I know the rewards and stuff is not the same. Xbox just brought, spent a ton of money, and now they're in this thing with this, this AI thing, which... I mean, they're probably looking at as like being one of the the biggest things in the world, but also I, I've seen Microsoft pull things back and be like, "Hey, let's develop more." You know what I mean? Let's let's be let's be logical here, and that's because of the leadership they have now. This was not the case before. It was like go all for the money, and yes, they're making money, but also they have pulled back. They have gotten heat for things. Even even the Activision deal, how many times does that stock drop way down and then come way back up? You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're, they're playing with fire, and they know that, but they're also being logical about it. Sony's just like, hey, you're going to pay me? Take, take it. Give me your money. That is it. And I have a problem with that, and that's why I haven't bought a Sony product in years. I mean, if you told me I get a, a new-age TV... Okay, that can do whatever I need it to do. Okay, include just playing my Xbox Series X. Okay, get a PlayStation 5 and a Portal and the and the VR 2.0 for, let's say, $1,500 or, or $2,000, depending on the tech of the TV and the size of it. I'm good with it. Okay, I will spend that money. Because I will get I'll that total on bundle. But that's what I think they're setting themselves up for. Because you can all look at this new iteration of the PlayStation 5. And this looks like something that you could buy from China. You know, yeah, well, like, I mean, yeah. we're not going to go too much to the, the, the look of the look of it is an, an abomination. There's no doubt about it. But you, you but, make but a lot it of looks points. cheap. It looks cheap. I mean, come on, let's be serious. Like it looks like the what do they call it? The Game Station Five. Like you know, if you go and buy something that looks like it from you know Timu or something like that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's that's literally what it looks like. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, like this is your new iteration. Like, does it not have this this 
liquid metal thing going on in there as well. Like I can stand it up because I'm well, seeing listen, more and more videos of that. Wow, so I, I just I, I I question where Sony is heads at. I, I feel like they're just trying to take people's money. You know, charge them more. Yeah, as Everborn would say. Yes. No, I mean, listen. Yeah, you you make a, a a significant amount of great points, and ultimately, this is this is a thing that is going to that they're going to use to pad the numbers. That's that's ultimately what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, don't Absolutely. get fooled by the banana in the tailpipe. And you know, and, and Steel, I'll let you add your final point before we move on to the next that's topic. Good. But real quick, uh, why so serious in the chat? Who's always here each and every show? He says, "Don't worry, guys. A portal remake will come." With Bluetooth, <laughs> that'll be the real PSP. At least, at least you could, u- at least you could use your Pulse 3D headsets with it, because mm-hmm. you can't even use those, which is a Sony product, which is unbelievable. <laughs> this is just dumb, but it's still. Will, will it be ten dollars more? It'd be ten bucks more. It'd be an upgrade. Yeah, yeah if you get the be Bluetooth subscription, it'll be a hundred dollars more. It's a whole device. <laughs> oh, okay, it'll be three hundred dollars instead of two. The the real console edition. Exactly. It'll be the real PSP. <laughs> so let's, gentlemen. Uh, we still have two topics we want to get into. Uh, obviously, I'm I am going to pull a topic. I'm, I'm going to pull one because obviously, we, unless you guys want to hang around, that's up to you. You know, obviously, usually with two hours in and out because you can start your Friday. Uh, Steel, anything you want to add before we go on to the next topic? Oh no, I was just going to say uh, there was wasn't much. The only thing that I was going to say is um I do want us to be make sure that we're being real with ourselves as far as we mm-hmm. when we advertise these different other devices that have access to the Xbox ecosystem and pitching them as if um that's going to be one of the better ways to access your content. Um sure it may be for us cuz we're going to be the first ones to experiment with that stuff, uh yep. try it out, see how it works. We're going to have the internet for that type of thing. But that's not something that I would pitch to uh, the person making thirty thousand dollars a year uh, for that, or making literally almost. I would say any anything around that um, for the for the person that is living check to check, wants something for the kids. I wouldn't say, oh, go get this TV, spend fifteen hundred dollars on a TV, spend a thousand dollars, go get a TCL TV just because it has this app on it. No, I would tell them to go get a Series S. So yeah. because it's going to be the better device and you, they're going to have the better experience um because there's there's just too many things dependent there's still the realistic side to it right um internet still isn't where it needs to be again the country average country for uh, sure i I believe right now is currently 40 megs down um i have a gig down i'm only getting 30 megs up so it's like and that's the highest that i can get in my area right um so it's like not everybody has access to to have a great experience like that, which is another knock to the PlayStation portal itself. Right. Because um, it's trying to speak to a particular audience, which is why I continue to ask is like, hey, well, do you have a PlayStation? Because if you do, I can see you making an excuse or giving yourself a reason to why this can be beneficial for you. Again, people are doing it. Obviously it's working for some people. Now, could you we sit back and say, Oh, they're lying to themselves. Sure. But could say those same, those same people turn to us and say, Oh, you're lying to yourself about Starfield or you're lying to yourself about Redfall or you're lying to yourself about Halo. The the other game that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we should, we could. But again, I do want to iterate that. The PlayStation Portal is exactly as we all stated what it was. It is a money grab. 
this is something else to uh, like we always have the conversation with someone in the chat this is that baby step no pun intended right um to fill oh, in that funny. gap because we all know sony doesn't know how to fill that gap to crispy's point they've been out of multiplayer for so long even when they were in it they didn't see value enough in it to invest more into it so what makes and that's the thing that i always bring up what makes you think that i would have any faith in any of their service games or anything that they do on the multiplayer stand front when they haven't done it to this point and the one company that they bring in to help them is also struggling within bungie so it's just you know when you add, when you line things up next to each other, it just it opens more doors to more dark alleys that are like, do I really want to find out what what's at the end of that alley? So no, it makes sense. It it really does. Uh, and uh, this is why Jim Ryan was fired. Uh, they can say whatever they I want about him problem. being uh, retired because he doesn't want to fly all over the world again and you know try and get something else blocked. But it's fine. Right. Um, real quick before we move on to the next topic. Tim the Sorcerer drops a two pounds super chat and says, Living Split Screen Part One. I like it. High panel and high chat. Hello to you, Tim. Thanks so much for being here. Bold Alpha Wolf Pack drops an additional five dollar super chat and says, Portal is just an influx cash Sony desperately needs. Nothing more. They won't support it. And if they do, it'll be another edition you got to buy for a hundred plus dollars. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's, there's going to be another edition of thing, or they're going to let this fail like they did. I mean, listen, the PlayStation uh, VR 2.0 released this year. Have you heard them talk about it? No, because they are going to let it die just like they let the first one die, which is why I didn't buy. It was too expensive, mm -hmm. and they just rake you over the coals as they normally do. This device is going to come out. It's going to be a hot product for Christmas. Parents and grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles or theos mm -hmm. and theas are going to go out and buy this thing for their kids, not knowing that this thing is a brick without a PlayStation oh, 5. I wouldn't be surprised if actually people went and said, hey, you don't have a PlayStation, but here you go. Now you do. And here's this wow. portal. And they're going to be I like, uh, what do I do with this thing? You're going to get a lot of return. Ooh. You're going to see there are going to be yeah. a lot of returns. Whether or not the uh, the industry, meaning the gaming media, reports on that, well, you got to remember there were some that actually gave this thing an eight out of ten. The same thing they gave a rod. That's crazy. That's wild. And I have a rod and it does a million things more than this. So I don't know how they can have an uh, equate the scores, but that's you know here nor there. Uh, grumble, grumble. That review process. Huh? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it's not skewed. The media <laughs> is on our sides, and they would never sell mm. you a bag of poop and put a, uh, you know, hmm. a, a PlayStation sticker on there. Someone actually said that, as a matter of fact. But first of all, Grumble Grumble says this after dropping a very generous five dollars from Jen says, "I just picked up a MetaQuest Three, and Game Pass is coming to the Quest. It's a second screen that will likely work better." Than the portal, I, I wouldn't doubt that. They're going to integrate AR into that at some point, I believe. Th that would be dope. Yeah, absolutely. Here, here's the comment of the day, folks. Uh, Gerald Mack drops an additional five dollars of chat, and he's speaking the crispy truth, if you will. You can put a PlayStation logo on a bag of poop and sell it to the PlayStation fanboys. They buy anything with PlayStation on it. Hashtag gray beards. Hashtag Xbox world order and james gibson in the chat drops an outstanding two dollar super chat and says xbox making their own path is disrupting sony indeed it is 
So, gentlemen, and I'm going to go first to Crispy here because he's our multiplayer guy. Crispy, I want to talk these Halo Infinite numbers. It was confirmed by multiple sources that Halo Infinite has crossed 30 million players. Uh, it is currently out. Season 5 is out and available. It is breaking records for a consistent player uh, counts on a regular basis, not only on Xbox, but on Steam. Uh, it is the best Halo that has been available for multiplayer since, in my opinion, since Halo 3. And it makes the sting even worse that this 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 game, this game that made the turnaround that no one thought it could, out of the game awards, best continue, continuous game, uh, where it got just completely ignored. Um, mm. let, let's get your, your your take on the the significance of 30 million uh, players touching this game that most would tell you was dead. I mean, let's be honest. You know, Xbox said we're gonna make the multiplayer free to play. Yep. Um, you know. If you want to mess with Forge, you're going to have to buy the game. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, in some way, shape, or form. Like, it's not a lot of money. It's not. They don't they don't overcharge you for certain aspects of the game. Be like, hey, you got to pay $20 for this. Or something. You know what I mean? And then, on top of that, like, I didn't beat the campaign. But I played enough of it. Because I'm just... You know, like I'm a gearhead. Like it, I love gears. Like gears story, no matter what it does, is going to envelop me. I, I know people hate the way they went in Gears Five and everything, and even Gears Four. I actually loved it. I thought it was innovative in in the still the realm of gears. So you look at that and you say, what are they doing with Halo? You know, it, it, how many times have I seen like some crazy things with the grappling hook and all that stuff? You know what I mean? Like, little elements can can make a game different. The one thing I'll say is that the multiplayer, from what I played from Halo, and I, I play cross-play generally. I, I'll play with PC players. Yeah, I'm probably going to get sniped more. But I also know once, once I get sniped enough from one person, that, that person's going to go for the sniper. So the next round, I go after them. And that's my whole goal. Until we we gain the sniper ourselves, and at least somebody has it. Like th these are the 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 way I play multiplayer games. Like you get killed enough, you're like, yeah, but is the game solid? It is super solid, and that's why you have people coming back to it because now they're adding this element of forge and allowing these people that you know have this envision of saying, hey, like let's go back old school. I mean, I. I almost feel like these Halo 3 maps might have came from people are like, oh, you know, you did a great job with this. Like, let's hire you and we're going to bring you on a team. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? And then you have all of this stuff transpiring and there's content and content and content. And some of that content may actually be your peers. That's cool to me. That makes me realize we are getting into a different realm of gaming. As far as like people that really want to like actually develop a map and stuff, they have that option, and then they get to play it after. Mm -hmm. That's an even mm -hmm. bigger beauty. It, it's it's something that I don't think many companies are willing to do, but we've seen it from Microsoft. 
Like literally now, like grounded has become the same thing. Like people are like developing maps and grounded. Yeah. They are embracing this. Okay. And this is where I say, this is why you're hearing a lot about Microsoft and AI because those tools that AI can provide to make it even simpler, somebody like me might be possibly able to do it at some point. That's pretty cool. Okay. And, and they've really started all of this with Minecraft. And that's where you go and say, have they really killed Halo or made it better? It's just taken way longer than they should have taken. Or they didn't release it completely polished at the beginning. Or they released it in segments rather than completely polished. Because I feel like that's what they did. They released it in segments. Yeah, that's and, where, maybe that's where the seasons came from. You know, in, in, in order just to get something out there. And again, obviously it's free to play, so seasons is a thing, Crispy. Yeah, and, and I mean, seasons is a thing for Fortnite. And Fortnite continues to roll on. Yeah, you know do. what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 and I'll be honest with you, people. Like, you can go find a game in PUBG. I'm just telling you. You know what I mean? So you look at these things, and, and it's just developers being like, no, this game is not dead. I mean, you look at Bethesda with Fallout 76. That game is not dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at Grounded. The small team that it came from, there's probably much more people working on it now, but have expertise in bringing the best that they can out of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if something's good, like, we don't see nothing about Bleeding Edge. That was a small team as well. But it was from Ninja Theory. We were all like, oh, this is going to be great. And it wasn't. Okay? But I don't know if that game's dead. I, I I still hear that it's not dead. The servers are still alive. People can still play it. And I don't know if that small team is developing more for it. You know what I'm saying? Like Microsoft allows these teams to be small, be big, um, ask for more, do all these things. But they do have to ask because if they don't, you get a red fall. You know what I'm saying? So you look at Halo, like Halo's the baby. You know, it's just like Gears when when we see Gear 6. I'm telling you, bro. Y'all are going to be like, what the? You know what I mean? And and that's that's what I look at. I look at how they treat their baby. And I'm telling you right now, Halo getting a 30 million, that's huge. And, that's and that, yeah. that goes across multiple platforms in a way. Because at the end of the day, you can play on your phone. You can play on your PC. You can play on your Xbox. And I'm sure if Sony was open to it, they would let you play on their app, the, the you know Xbox Game Pass app through Sony, but they won't allow it. And, and if Nintendo turns the cord and says, you know what, we'll let Game Pass on there, they're going to sell so many consoles because that PlayStation Portal, I'll take a Switch. Switch will do better. Switch has actual maybe, maybe that's something power. that they're working on in the background for the Switch. You too. never know. Like yep. it, you look at what Microsoft's doing right now, they are still, as I've said years ago, ready to put their hands in all the cookie jars. No. And that yeah. is something 
that many companies are not willing to do. And Sony is showing that in spades. They have good tech that they are not using on PC, which is a travesty to their own company. That PSVR 2, if it could be hooked up to a PC, would be great. If that portal had, had a web search and all these other things, it would be a much more logical product for somebody like me to purchase because it doesn't look like a bad product. You know what I mean? And that's something that I wish, like, they used to do these things. They used to be willing to do this. Well, they, were, they, used, they were weird. Now they're no longer weird. I used to be able to use my Walkman headphones on whatever I want, and those Walkman headphones were better than everything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But good, that's good that's old school. You know what I mean? Well, listen, obviously, you're our multiplayer expert. Uh, 30 million of anything is big. 30 million of Halo is uh, even bigger. Uh, Steel Rain, you are another multiplayer yep. gamer. This is a mm -hmm. big deal. Uh, this is this is it, obviously Halo struggled. Uh, I politely and and still I will stand on my square. I I reviewed Halo Infinite. I gave single player a ten because single player was amazing. Best best since Halo Three. I I stand mm -hmm. on that square. And the multiplayer, even though it lacked content in regards to maps, it was brilliant. I gave it a ten, and I stand by that today. And here we are. All of these nearly three years later, because we just made the three-year anniversary with the Xbox Series X and S at the beginning of November, and we are looking at Season 5. We are looking at consistent content. In the Season 5, they gave you all of the seven, seven Halo 3 maps called Halo 3 Refuel, they, and they created a new one for this. It is everything I could possibly want for Halo. It brings me back. I had just I'm just about to cross 18 days in Halo Infinite, and I'm not sorry about it. I know some others have, like for instance, Infinite Umbra, I think has like 26 days or something like that. It's like outrageous mm -hmm. how many how many days. How big of a deal is this for 343? But more importantly, Xbox as a company that's trying to make games as a service relevant and profitable. Uh, a company trying to make games and service relevant. I think that Xbox has been the, the number one proponent of making sure it stays alive and it's been working. Uh, <laughs> um, Halo, Halo Infinite reaching the 30 million, I think for me, um, at least, is extremely for a dead game. Man, the numbers continue to rise, right? Uh, people said that Halo was dead. People said that Halo, uh, people are tired of Halo. Uh, people have been saying this for years against Halo. And again, um, I always against this. The whole re I think the whole reason why we even have battle royales is because somebody looked at Halo and said, "Man, those shields. We should really add that into uh, into a, like a open world mode and have people fight against each other." Oh, the you know the one thing that everybody used to complain about that is the worst thing that was ever introduced in the first person shooters. Oh yeah, armor. Oh now every game has that, huh? That's that's interesting how that works. So then one of the number one things that's really a picking point for me. Um, as someone who's been a Halo fan since the very beginning, um, it was always told that Halo was a very average game, although it's always been proven, it has proven and uh, continues to prove to be other everything other than. Um, it's, for me, I definitely have seen 
Halo have its have its ups and downs, and it's going to continue to happen because there's very few franchises that end up going for much longer than a decade and continue to still hold that relevancy, right? Fortnite is starting to see some of that where you're starting to see people fall off. Matter of fact, they had to go back and bring back the original map uh, to to reintroduce the hype of Fortnite again, right? And now they're slowly rolling things back out into it. Apex is seeing the same thing. It's it's coming into its tenure and people are starting to fall off because that's what happens, right? Um, the number one thing that was a negative on Halo always was that Halo was an extremely sweaty game. And that, that was the thing for me and part of the reason that I kind of, I wouldn't say necessarily fell off, but because I'll, I'll, I'll blame that on Gears. Uh, a lot of all of the reason I missed Halo 3 was because of Gears of War, right? Um, there was nothing in comparison, but um, just to stick, stick back with Halo, a lot of the problem that Halo has still today is the perceived difficulty of how of playing the game because once you step away for some time it, there is a readjustment period that you have to kind to kind of uh get acclimated to right um and it, you can say that about many shooters but halo seems to be the one that's the most consistent in that and it could be a turnoff for some people um especially with skill-based matchmaking now and people trying to figure out how to level that out where you feel like you gotta kind of sweat every match for it to be somewhat of a of a good match right um, so, and, and they're continuously working on that, but I think for the, I think the other thing that to me that has shown, that has been shown too, is that throughout all the issues that Halo Infinite has quote unquote had, although the game released at a very high meta, um, at least at a decently high meta for Halo, especially, um, there was obviously a good bone structure there for the game right all the questions that we have about slip space all the questions that we have about it potentially moving to unreal engine 5 i do think that they have something special here with slip space as they get further into it right um and again as as we all know um as these developers get used to the hardware to the software as we progress into the uh, hardware generation we're going to see those improvements and i think the further we progress again it helps that we've also had some people leave some people were forced out we got people at the top of the uh, at the top now who are leading and are familiar with what a successful halo could look like uh, I think everything is moving in the right direction. I think 30 million is going to turn into 50 million to continue to uh, flush things out, especially if uh, whatever, whether uh, certain affinity brings out that battle Royale mode. Oh yeah, uh, dude. Otherwise known as Tatanka, as we still reference it, even if they're still working on that, I do think, especially in today's era, if there's one game that's going to help reinvigorate, maybe the battle Royale genre, um, it, it, it could be a halo just because yep. it's, it's always, that um that kind of play style really well to me you're always picking up new guns you're always recharging your armor you're always it, it just makes too much you sense know what for it would not to have be epic yet. is that they drop superhero style like whatever yeah, you want like super, like yep, in point yep. super just just mm-hmm. boom and then you're like you're yep. there and, then the and you, you, you everything pops up that would, yeah that would be dope oh. dude yeah, I could like see how it. Call of Duty when they like when that. they bring you into the match for Call of Duty, you coming in in a car and everybody's like spreading out, and it seems like epic when you're getting into the match. They can do the same kind of thing for Halo. You drop it down yeah. out of the sky. You don't have to show me the whole cutscene, but maybe just the quick boom, and you give me that impact. It may really make me feel like I am that Spartan that I'm playing as. And they've been doing better with that. Customization is better than it's ever been. Uh, yep. More and more stuff is being there continuously also reiterating on the battle pass and make sure to make that known. Hey, the free stuff, we want to make that better. Boom. I see your, I see your, um, 
wolf armor or cat armor, whatever it is. Um, it looks it really is dope. my Wakanda Forever armor, brother, because that is a panther perfect. helmet along with that, that tiger okay. skin gotcha. joint. And uh, yeah, it looks you know, perfect. I mean, it looks cool. It looks dope. I like you. it. Thank you. I haven't that, seen well, anybody it looks else cool to everyone, that, so. but Gaz from Game One Daily was like, <laughs> what the F is that? And you have your traditionalist, right? And that's always going to happen. Again, um, there are a lot of people who don't like Halo 4 and 5. I felt like they were excellent games to me. Um, and I've enjoyed Halo through its entirety. So, And I'm always going to be a proponent for Halo through its ups and downs. And again, Halo released in a very polished state. It just lacked content. And to see where it is now is going to continue just to grow. And I'm uh, I'm excited about that. 30 million and beyond. That's, what, that's kind of my vision on it. So. No, it's, it's, I mean, great point so far from Crispy and Pong, uh, and uh, and you. Pong will get back. He had to step away. Matt, I want to go to you first uh, before we get to Pong and Fuzzy, but let me catch up on the Super Chats. Gordon Fiala drops a very generous $20 Super Chat and says, Thanksgiving. Well, that is very kind of you. Thank you, Gordon, for the very generous Super Chat. And, of course, thank you for being here. Sapo in the chat, she asks this. Sony guys aren't cheering for the CMA? What happened? Because the CMA is investigating them, and that's why they're now they're corrupt. The cat is corrupt. I see some of the stuff out there. You should be ashamed of yourself, you frauds. Thank you for the generosity of the $5 Super Chat. Bowl Alpha Wolfpack drops an additional very generous $5 Super Chat and says, that's right. Games aren't uh, eccentrical anymore. Uh, at Sony, their business outcome uh, 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 is now it's wild that the portal is just a taste. I I, I don't understand how uh, again it's just a this, taste of what they used to do was the P, the original you know the PSP the PSP, PSP and the, uh, yeah, yeah 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 and and this is this is this I mean the the, the, the if you watch the video that I'm going to drop in here by uh, by Wolf Den he actually says that you can use playstation a psp now and it runs better than this thing uh what Processing power that's there what there you go and it goes a long way we have nino vistic uh who's become a new channel member thank you nino for that that's very kind of you and hadari mac in the chat drops an outstanding five dollars super chat says according to sony i own five current next gen xbox consoles how many do you guys own and i think i have like i have an S, two X's, a TV here, a TV there. I want to say it's like six or seven. It's pretty ridiculous, according to their their mathematics, uh, the Sony mathematics. Mav, I, you know, I did some digging while uh, both Crispy and Steel were talking, and I just want to read for fun some of the gaming media, you know, pushing the narrative of Halo Dead. This, here's here's some here's uh, here's some of the the titles. Where is everyone? Halo is dead. Uh, Halo is beyond saving, and Xbox needs to forget it exists. One says, "Where?" Uh, I won't say who it is because you know we don't want to shout out the media. Right? We don't want to go to war with the media. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, we are witnessing the death of the Halo franchise, says one media site. Another one: Once popular live service games are now almost gone. And upon release, Halo Infinite single player was pretty decent, but the game, but the multiplayer is not. Uh, another one. Sorry to say, this game is dead. Okay, that's a good one. Let's see where Doctor Disrespect claims Halo Infinite could be dead in a week. 
Um, uh, and check this out. Another one. Oh, this one's. I, I will have to say who this is because, well, we know that they're paid. They're paid shills by Sony. They get 46% ad read from them. PC Gamer. Wow, what a surprise. Halo Infinite's terrible. Horrible. No good. Very bad year. Okay. All right. Another one. Is Halo Infinite dead? What happened and why? That's some of it. Uh, let's let's stop because I could go on for days and we know they're all wrong. Mav, let's talk about it. 30 million players for Halo Infinite. And you are one of those players, sir. What are your thoughts? I mean, it, it to those headlines, Boom, um, it wasn't just media as well. I mean, people in the community, podcasting and stuff, we're all asking, or not all, but a lot of people were asking, from 343 and Xbox just to move on from Halo Infinite. It's mm -hmm. just give up on it and do the next thing. You know, and it was like this is you guys are giving up on this way too soon. It's like way too easy. Like this is this is why this game was designed as free to play multiplayer, right? This is why it was designed as a live service type game. And that that was my argument from day 1 on why I felt like it was a good move for Halo Infinite multiplayer. Uh, to be separated as a free-to-play experience because you're always going to have a chance and you're always going to have that motivation to reignite the community and bring people back into the game, right? And where we have now, it's uh, three years after release, right? Or two, yeah, three years, I think. At now. Oh, three years, uh, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah, three. so three years after release, it's had a lot of downs, right? But the players kept the hardcore kept playing, but then a lot of people kept coming back and kept coming back with once they started hitting their stride with their updates and after season three. And it's then the game keeps getting is it you two know, years? Right. It, That's it, right. it, it is yeah, game it came is out two years, not okay. three years because it didn't launch with the Series X because it was delayed. It launched the following year. So thank you for the correction, Steel. It is in fact mm -hmm. only two years old and it's got 30 million plays. And that that in itself is even more interesting. Yeah. That's right. So two years, man. It seems like five years. <laughs> but no, but no, for real. Like, it's, yeah, it's crazy, dude. Um, so we've had them have all those lows, and and then they built this community back up. But the the key thing to remember about this, and what I've been trying to say from from the get go, is that the value of this game and the experience that we're going to get in this multiplayer is only going to keep growing and growing and growing and when they announced what the forge tools were i could see the potential in this that it was going to be absolutely insane because there, people are going to be able to create stuff they've never been able to make in halo before um it's going mm -hmm. to have way more opportunity for other people to find things you could create the next trend on um twitch or you know youtube streams and all that kind of stuff for people to catch on and we recently kind of saw that with the battle royale release from just a community made thing where people started watching halo infinite again people started diving back just to check that out and that was just made from the community right so then you think about okay what's next and then what's next now what's next in the next season because they've hit their stride where before there's been so many there's been those lows it was mainly because they've had that stretch of content that they did not have ready yet, right? They took way too long. This is why we were critical of them for not being ready with the with the content pipeline and pacing for seasons one, two, th uh, and all that, and three, and all that. But since then, they've hit their stride. 
So the next couple of years, I think it's going to be insane for Halo. Not only because are we going to keep getting these regular updates more frequently and also have more good content hit in each single one of these, but you're also going to have some of the best probably planned things they've been planning on from the start for this game. Uh, stuff from certain affinity and stuff from other developers that have been working on Halo Infinite uh, behind the scenes and different uh, modes, different maps, all those different content is still yet to come. We still don't even have later this season. We still have the official firefight mode hitting. Yes, right? that hasn't even and launched yet. Yep. That is going to be huge. And that's just a midseason update, right? And we've already had a one midseason event. So then we have that. And then you're going to have the next season which is going to, we don't even know what's in that yet, 100%. And then the next season after that, it's going to keep growing. That's the beauty of a free-to-play live service experience and why I was always down for them doing this with Halo because you look at what it could have been the opposite, right? They launched the game, you get a couple map packs, right? Then that's just kind of it, you know? But here we have this game that's growing before our eyes and turning into this monster where there's more Halo in this multiplayer experience than we've ever had in any other Halo game, period. Indeed. The only thing you could point to was Master Chief Collection, which that also took them years to build up to be what it is. It launched mm -hmm. with all those maps from all of the different Halo, um, all the Halo games, but that is a collection of four different, or was it five now, or six different Halo games? Because you got Reach, yeah. yeah, you got Reach, and you got ODST. I only yeah, beat right? Reach because of... Master Chief Collection. That's the only reason why I beat Reach. Yeah, and my argument all along was that Halo Infinite, years after launch, will have more content than we've ever seen before, and the yep. most important thing for me was how the game felt and the multiplayer at launch, and it felt freaking amazing. You had the base, and they're building it up into this thing, and it's going to keep growing. I don't really see there being more lows. I just see this growing from here. Uh, honestly, I think it's just going to keep uh, adding players every month, add, adding more uh, concurrent players every month. Uh, new modes are going to drop. More events are going to happen. More different things. And the community is going to make more awesome stuff. And then we'll be looking back next generation, right? Be like, man, Halo Infinite is the freaking, like, was a monster, right? As opposed to the negativity that happened for the first year. No, I mean, it's a great point. Pong, I want to bring you in. You are your middle name is community, and nothing screams community like Halo, right? Obviously, 30 million people have played this game. Forge is a juggernaut, and, and, and it and it continues to deliver in content created that go the across the stars. It has had levels from Dune. It has had levels from Aliens. It has had levels from Star Wars. It has had levels that are so well done, like this Shogun Palace, that they have added it to the rotation of the actual multiplayer. 30 million players in two years, considering that I just read all of those, those headlines from major, major publications that said that this, this game was dead, is proven that it is not. And when you look at the numbers on Steam, they're consistently going up. You look at the numbers on Xbox, more people are still playing it. I happen to be one of them. Uh, when you consider certain affinities 
uh, Battle Royale is not out. We know that the next Halo Infinite or whatever it's going to be called for single player is going to is going to have the Unreal Engine 5 tagging along. It looks like all is up for Halo. What are your thoughts on 30 million confirmed players? Well, boom, since your chat hasn't had a disclaimer in a long time, my middle name is also Casual Halo Guy, right? I have no <laughs> I have no connection, uh, a strong connection with Halo at all, as uh, people who remember me being on here all the time used to say, and I say on all the other shows. So I come from a different perspective when I think about this. But it's funny, boom, that even with that different perspective, even as somebody who doesn't necessarily have a strong feelings one way or the other for Halo, when we started talking about this two years ago, plus when I was on your show on a regular basis and we had criticism for what was going on with Halo and all that kind of stuff, never once did I even say that this game was going to be dead. What we always talked about, Boom, and what I specifically talked about was that with a franchise like Halo being on the Mount Rushmore of gaming, Master Chief always has a chance and Halo always will have potential no matter what at the end of the day and we specifically talked about that forge mode forge mode excuse me as being a potential catalyst for halo no matter where it wound up being right we we when, when the roadmap didn't hit um, when people first started raising the red flags and saying what's going on over at 343 we still had that conversation that look a couple good seasons a forge mode in there, potentially the certain affinity mode, whatever that winds up being, will always have the power to bring back the Halo community because that's never going to die. Halo is too big to too many people. And, and that's what we're seeing right now. The resurgence is nothing that is surprising to anybody who has an ounce of knowledge about what this franchise is. You don't have to be the biggest fan in the world, right? You don't You don't have to be. If you look at it from that RTS view, as Steel likes to say, that satellite view, you can understand why this is happening right now. This is why when they decided to do what they did with 343, when they you know, got rid of the entire single um, player team, when they moved people out, moved new people in, but kept that multiplayer group together to continue to work on this free-to-play mode, there was always going to be a time and point where they got things right. And with the Halo fans being as strong as they are, even if they haven't always been happy uh, with every experience, even if they've gone through the ups and downs over the years, you know, with Halo 4, Halo 5, etc., and now Halo Infinite, they're, they're going to come back. You guys love this. Mav, Steel, Boom, Crispy. I, I, all you guys who play Halo on a regular or who did play Halo on a regular basis, you guys love this stuff, right? There, there is something there. Again, when I play, when I've played with you guys, I never played as much Halo as I did when I jumped in this community because, again, that, that passion runs over everywhere. So Halo coming back to 30 million is just, to me, kind of expected. If they got... You know, if they got their stuff together, which I thought they could, I knew that this was going to be, you know, something that could happen. And it's great to see, boom. But this continues a long line of successful games as a service, multiplayer games for Xbox. This is what Xbox does. We've got 
a company and I'm, I'm not bringing them up for any other reason to point out that a lot of people want to get to this point, but PlayStation is searching for these types of games. They desperately need these types of games to the point where you got Jim Ryan putting his job on the line for 12 games as a service in the next five years. Now they've canceled multiple, multiple games already, four or five of them at least they've canceled already. This is not an easy space to be in, but Xbox has been doing this for years. Xbox has been doing this for decades already. They've had those successful franchises that prove that they know what they're doing. Halo is just one of those, right? So this is a big, big spot for them. This opens up and allows them, which they never going. I never thought for sure that they would put Halo ever in the closet and mothball it. You really can't with a franchise like this. Now they took a step back. They obviously have to decide where the future of Halo lies. But when it comes to Halo Infinite, when it comes to the multiplayer mode right now, they're doing everything that they possibly can to make it right. And the fans are saying, thank you. We're back. Come on, let's go. And the Forge mode allows, I love, that's why even though I don't play Grounded, when, when they just announced that Grounded is getting its own Forge mode where you can create games, we've seen this with Bethesda titles for decades now. When you get the community involved and you give them the tools to do what the developers do, really, at at a base level, you give them the same tools the developers have and say, go hog wild, go have fun. We know you love this game. Go make something you love. Guess what happens? You get beautiful creations out of it. You get amazing design out of it because those people that are passionate about that might not just be a part of the dev community, That doesn't mean as gamers, they still can't come up with something if you give them the right tools to make it. And so they do that and it's free added bonus content and it comes from the heart. It comes from just purely loving the game. And some of those things will take off just as big as your own dev creations. Dude, I've seen a Super Smash Bros mode from Halo. You know, I haven't played it, but I'm just saying like, I mean, come on, dude. Like Somebody's making Halo RPG right now, Crispy. They're making you know a turn-based I mean? like, Halo RPG right now. It's it's. I love the innovation. That that yeah. that's like my whole point. Like, there's something that like, dude. If people could start to be able to do this with gears, the same damn thing, like build maps and stuff like that. Uh, I think they, they would will. be absolutely incredible. Well, they were close. They were close with the, you know. The hive busters and you know the hives and all that stuff. You know they they had like this 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 formula, but it, it was too like less complex than what actually people that love a game can well, do. May, 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 maybe and I think Forge, Forge is a perfect in. example. Yeah, no, I mean it makes sense. But seeing how Forge is being received, uh, seeing how grounded. Is being is getting its own mode. It only makes sense to evolve the next gears with potentially uh, a forge mode of its own, and that would be pretty freaking dope. Because that's gonna... in UE five, because that would actually help developers. Because oh, guess 100%. what? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? They yeah. they are they are the kings of UE five. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> no, they, they, the people go to them to learn it. But real quick, uh, Fuzzy, I want to bring you in, but before I do. I want to shout out Tavish Hill because this is the power of information. So Ooh. he goes, he says this, folks. Correction for Boom. 
it was 13 months to get to 30 million. He breaks down the numbers, folks. And this is why it's even more impressive. He said it was plus, it was 10 plus million in 2022 relative to where it was January 1st of 2022. It has since had another 11 months of players. And from there, it has now hit a 30 million of them. That's even more impressive. It just continues to grow on why this franchise isn't dead. Let's get your take on this number. <laughs> well, it, it's it's almost becoming a common thread with Xbox games. Like there's so many games that are 10 million plus and 20 million plus within their their you know lineup. This is just another one to add to it. Like we we all saw how you know Forza Horizon Five hit 30 million, uh, Sea of Thieves hit 30 million, and now Halo Infinite. Uh, you know, both the multiplayer and the single player have hit 30 million. So there's, it goes to show when Xbox sticks behind or sticks with a game and continues to do updates, continues to listen to the community, um, dropping content, uh, making changes, adding new modes, uh, you know, additional DLC and things along those lines, it, it pays off. The, the players will stay and continue to play those games as long as the company continues to support it. And it's a perfect example. Like we always used to look at like Ubisoft as being that company that can kind of bring a game back from the dead. Like look at the uh, Rainbow Six Siege. And uh, I think the, whether they're like their X game thing that they had and even the crew and stuff like that. Although I don't think any of those have quite hit like the 30 million player base. Well, maybe Rainbow has, but um, you know, just the fact. They, they don't know what the division as well. I'm just saying yeah. with it, uh, the gangs in New York DLC, that was, yeah, that brought it back. Yeah, and, and 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 that's the thing. Like, there are so many great examples, but like right now, looking at Xbox, you know, first party studios, I, I I think they're basically the kings of how you nurture a community and your your fan base with you know supporting, continuing to support these games. Like, I know everybody wants to you know claim foul with Redfall and stuff like that. They're continuing to do updates, and it's it's working. Now we'll see where it lands in like a year or so, what the player base looks like, but. Remember how people, you know, badmouth Fallout 76, and that one is 15 million plus, and it's it's actually still growing, and they're continuing to do updates and expansions. So there, there's so many things within the Xbox first-party studios as far as doing great things and, like, having a Forge mode, like, in Grounded, and they kind of have a Forge mode even in uh, Forza Horizon with their... Uh, the I forget what it's called right now, but it's basically you can create your own races change the scenery there's like two landscapes where you can do this at and it, it definitely helped bring a lot of people back or keep people pretty much playing that daily like um pretty much like you're a, an mmo to some extent but seeing how uh, everybody claimed that halo is dead but yet most of the games out there that you know people were saying oh well halo should be more like destiny or halo should be more like this other game See how much trouble they're having with their communities right now, but nobody seems to want to talk about that right now. But um, yeah, it, it, it's it's great to see, you know, three four three stuck with it. Yeah, they they had to do some shaking up as far as restructuring and stuff along those lines, but it, it looks like it's paying off in the long run, and we'll continue to see support yep. as far as with Halo. Looking forward to see what certain affinity brings to the table if if that um, you know battle royale even sparks even more players to to join the fold but uh you know that that's no small feat to get you know 30 million players invested in a game um you know this is the things that with those games as a service that sony is is desperately trying to pursue so yep. 
it, it, it's it just goes to show this is where you know Xbox has its its niche that it focuses on the multiplayer aspect of things, and a lot of those games still have a single player component. Like they're even talking about doing a, a PVE uh, single player type component, which you can kind of play Sea of Thieves single player as well, but a more P- PVE. No, the PVE version. is coming out in December, dude. It's going to be dope. That's when I'm going to start playing. Yeah, so they, they know how to cater to the fans and and bring more people into the game. And I just I, I'm I'm looking forward to see what uh, Motorsport does like a year from now, if they're going to be in the 10 to 20 million range, because it's it's more niche than, you know, a Forza Horizon. But, uh, you know, this is just great on Xbox showing that, you know, they know how to support their games after they release them and continue to, you know, keep the fans enthused with content. So it's it's just great to see. It is great to see. You know, what's uh, also perplexing numbers, right? N- numbers don't lie. You know, 30 million of whatever is a big deal, right? And we know that Sony players love telling you numbers, right? They love to tell you that Spider-Man 2018 has over 30 million, and that's why it's a, it's, it's a success. And, of course, it is. Well, a lost cause in the chat says this. Uh, Halo Infinite averages less than 6,000 players on Steam, and it's only the 16th most played game on Xbox. Uh, it's uh, free to play. That's horrid. Stop the cap. So I say to you, A, the name kind of says it all. Uh, and I will not repeat that. Uh, and secondly, numbers, dude. Listen, if you are a Sony player, and you might be, w- could you please explain to me, and I'll, and I'll pause the whole show just for you, A Lost Cause, when was the last time Sony had a multiplayer game that was over 30 million players that they own? I'm not talking about Fortnite. I'm talking about... Uh, PUBG. I'm not talking about Apex. I'm talking about an IP for multiplayer that PlayStation has nurtured and has people playing. Let me see. SOCOM. Uh, SOCOM in the PlayStation mm, 2 days, there was potentially. Uh, uh, no, they Killzone. did in the beginning. Killzone yeah, as well. They gave you ways yes. to play it. They gave you, sir, they gave you multiplayer. See, here's the difference. Those are 10 years ago. We're talking now, my friend. Oh, longer than that. Oh, it's they, longer than they, that, brother. It might be 20 no, years no, no, ago. No, no, no. Well, well, SOCOM 4 was what? 20, I don't know, 12, 2014, somewhere yeah, that around wasn't, there. That wasn't, that, that wasn't well received, though. That, that, that wasn't it, well. But that's because the, their entire server system went down because they had to shut it down. Um, you know, they, they killed that game themselves. And and that's where 2011, by the way. Okay, perfect. They, they they killed it even worse because that's when they were the console leader, right? There you go. Now, uh, listen, at the end of the day, listen, you can say what you want about uh, the numbers per day. When new seasons are out, like it is now, people are playing. People are creating. Uh, this uh, Forge creation ideology uh, obviously came first to uh, Halo. It is now uh, going to make its way over to Grounded. I would not be surprised in the least if this eventually moves on to something like Sea of Thieves, potentially Gears. Uh, it, it's just it's gonna it's well, going to it's it, going it, to boom, be engagement. Can I, can I just before like people like start saying it came from Minecraft? It came well, from Minecraft. Yeah, it it did, but mm. from, from 
I don't know. It, it man. came from Minecraft. I, I've watched people build entire worlds in Minecraft. It came from Minecraft. It came from Mojang. And they have continued to support it because we we've all called it out. Like if you had Mixer right now, I think it would be a different scenario. And I believe uh. Satya did say that I wish we continued Mixer. I do oh, believe yeah, he, he said, he said that. it was a bit he of a mistake. That. Yeah, no, it's, I mean you're 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 right. you're you're somewhat right about that. But we also got to take into account that yes, and I keep forgetting this. They own Call of Duty, and don't be surprised if Forge, that has been perfected through Halo, doesn't make its way to Call of Duty. Now, real quick, um, there is a Call of Duty topic because Jez Corden has confirmed that the next Call of Duty will in fact be releasing next year. That's a big deal because that's the first time Xbox will own the marketing rights for this game. It is the first time that the game will be dropping into Xbox Game Pass day and date. It is uh, Treyarch is taking the lead on this. They will be releasing, a, uh, we're going back to the 90s during the Gulf War. It's a, it's a, it's a sequel. It's Black Ops. Gulf War is the, the working title for right now. But I, I'm going to hold off on that because, like I said, I, it's usually a two-hour show. Now, I know Steel and Pong are, are, are known, uh, and even Mav, you guys are known for your three, four, five-hour shows. I don't mind going a little bit more. I just don't want to make sure – I want. I don't want to make anyone stay if they got to go. But I do – well, we'll come back to it, folks, because even if I'm by myself, I'll give you my spiel. I'll kind of hang back afterwards. But I want to start first – Thanksgiving was yesterday. Now, mm -hmm. of course, being a human being, I'm blessed and I'm thankful for many, many things. But I want to make this fun. I want to I want to make it about gaming. And I'm going to go first to Steel Rain on this. Steel, oh. 2023 has been yeah. bombastic yeah. For, uh -huh. for, uh, for games on every platform, regardless of what you play. Third party is ruling the day because there's been some of the biggest games that we've ever seen. I would even dare challenge Steel Rain 2007. This mm. year, in my opinion, trumps it. And I know that we're going up against the big boys like Bioshock and Mass mm -hmm. Effect. And, you know, there's so many in that 2007 range that is just legendary. This year, I think trumps it for you as a gamer. What? Mm -hmm are you thankful for in 2023 for gaming uh i'll, I'll be very blunt and frank I, i'm grateful for game pass to be uh to be honest uh strong, game pass has opinion. allowed me to invest in the games that i probably i probably wouldn't invest into earlier uh for an example game uh fate samurai remnant um it's an anime style game it's an action-based rpg um more so in that Japanese vein, but um, not as, not technically a JRPG because they don't lab label it that. But um, it's one of those games that I probably would have looked over because it is a single player game, and I probably would have been like, ah, oh, um, maybe, maybe I'll jump into it. Although uh, some of my tastes has changed, and I've opened uh, opened my book up quite a bit. It's I just look at gaming very differently now, right? I have I have been provided so much value, and I'm looking at my like game of the year list, right? Um, and I'm looking at nine games that specifically just stand out to me this year. Which even if Xbox ever comes to fruition with their um, a AAA game every quarter 
or first party game every quarter if it falls in line with this nine right so i uh, just go i'll just go down the list real quick so what i'm thankful for is games like hogwarts legacy wild hearts wolong i thought that game was really good this year um star wars jedi survivor i know uh fuzzy is down on it but it was one of my main proponents for game of the year because of not only of the gameplay aspects but they also leveled up in every way um as far as going from your first game to the second game going from fallen order to survivor um especially on the story standpoint um i know a lot of people some people feel like it was kind of predictable uh but i enjoyed it for what it was it was excellent star wars content diablo 4 um although i have my personal gripes about that too it still was a very strong game i put hundreds and hours of into it um in a party with, with with the bros and it's been nothing but a good time that every time that we play matter of fact it's one of those things where it's just like uh, you know anytime that we're all on it's like man maybe we should just play some diablo because of those fun times right um you got x something like exo prime with a game in the game pass this year uh we got remnant 2 armor core 6 starfield lies of p uh forza motorsport came out this year it's like and the reason like i want to go down like this a little bit of some of this list is really just to give people perspective on the quality of games that we've kind of gotten this year um and the time sinks that these games can be also right i'm someone who is known to the reason i biggest reasons i don't like to play certain types of games is because of that time sink factor i i still got i still got to work i'm doing schooling behind the scenes i got kids i got a wife i got you know i got a house to maintain like there's there's all these other things that are fighting for my time when i finally sit down i'm already fighting that because i do make content shout out to live a split screen every saturday but because of that i do find myself hey if i gotta if i'm trying to intake content maybe i need to play a halo i need to play something where i don't necessarily need to listen to everything i can just play right um and then those moments where i want to buckle down and i have some time to i'll play some of those other games like the fate that i was that i was mentioning um, earlier and since if i'm already doing that just knowing that the flood and variety of games that are around my sphere also it just continues to get me excited and while i always double down on um pong's saying this is the golden era of gaming i know people go back and say oh well no this was the gold i mean i get what you're saying but let's put things in perspective you're getting more value, more benefits, more games, better games, bigger games than we have ever gotten before, almost to a point where people aren't complaining. Truly, people aren't complaining about the graphics anymore. They're really complaining about the detail in their games. And if we start focusing in on that, we're going to again see another boom, I think at least, no pun intended, in uh, the gaming sphere because that attention to detail is something that's extremely important to me and i think a lot of the games again hogwarts legacy i think is the main proponent uh shout out to it being snubbed this year but i think it's one of the main proponents and examples to show you what is possible in today's era of modern gaming even with a studio that does not traditionally make those style of games if that doesn't get you excited i don't know what else will when you like you have games like vampire survivors games like that people literally thought that they, they shouldn't exist why would you play that we literally were in a frenzy for weeks discussing how addicting the game was how fun it was and and it's if little games like that are making it in today's era if we're getting all these other different games um 
especially in the game pass and the other services and just allowing us to kind of open up our perspective on value, maybe open up our wallets a little bit more uh, depending and save money at the same time. It's just, there's, I'm, I'm thankful that gaming has progressed in such a way that I can seek out what benefits me and literally kind of cater that to what I'm looking for. Dude, you're not wrong. That, that's a phenomenal pick. Uh, and I think that value proposition in 2023 is a conversation that we all need to have. Um, you said it. You're a dad. You're a husband. You have a job. You have a mortgage. You have bills. You have the kids. They got to go to school. The kids need clothes for school. They need, to get, they need their supplies for school. These these real life things. People that break my balls all the time about you know, oh, you know, about cream teas being six dollars. Now it's not anymore, thankfully, because things kind of uh, lowered a little bit. But the truth of the matter is, is that look at the videos. If if, if you guys want to see, you like twenty twenty, what a hundred dollars in groceries someone puts it out on the counter on YouTube, and then you go to twenty twenty three, that same hundred bucks, and you see that there's like three less bags, right? Well, half, sometimes more than half what's available something like game pass is something to be thankful for because what it does for most gamers who are subscribed steel is it allows you to do all the man things that you have to do the the adult things that you have to do and still be a part of the conversation when it comes to new games for your shows maybe not every game is for every gamer maybe there's exactly. going to be something there that you would never play but something like mm -hmm. just sunk is a prime example of living artwork that should right. not be a game, but somehow climbing a mountain and trying to figure out how to get up to certain places becomes like a Tetris kind of a thing. And I'm loving mm -hmm. it. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have bought that game because it's not really in my wheelhouse. Apparently it is because I have many hours into it and I haven't beaten it yet. I got up to the third act and I think it has four acts. I'm going to run through that game. I'm, quite enjoying it same thing a perfect mm -hmm. example you made mention of it vampire survivors was up it should have been up for game of the year it should have outpaced stray last year when it mm -hmm. was uh it, this game came that out of nowhere was made by one person and how many people raise your hand folks have 30 40 50 60 100 hours in that game we know we know phil spencer does that's all he was playing because it's a phenomenal it's a phenomenal game. It has an incredible loop. So that's that's a that's a strong 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 answer. I want to want to make one more point, boom. Uh, just Please, real quick, just because of the whole Game Pass thing. Um, I don't want to take anybody's time. Anybody in the chat? Um, and anybody that listens to this afterwards? Anybody that sits there and tells you that Game Pass is welfare pass, that you're not supporting developers, that you're you're trying to invoke the end of gaming because you are supporting services that aren't directly feeding into the developer's hand for whatever reason ask those same people where do they seek that that all that information and anything else that they do in their life um and with that just find what is value to you understand who you are not only as a gamer but as a person and double down on that and find people who kind of support that and will um and open their mind can maybe open your mind up a little bit to some other things that could be in your wheelhouse so 
Not strong points. Pong, let's let's bring you in on the conversation. Because I, I mean, I think that short answer is, well, you have over 300 hours in Starfield, a game that was included in here. <laughs> yeah. And you are the pirate bad guy of the century. <laughs> yes. And you are not even close to beating it, which I Ooh. rolled credits today. No. And I'm just itching mm-hmm. to jump back in and play a, a new game plus. I just, I just, there's, there's only, there's too many games, not enough time. Mm. What for you yeah. signifies what you're thankful for and ga- for gaming for 2023? Yeah. Um, well, number one, let me start here. Uh, and I'll get a little sappy to begin with is, is this community not only mm. my brothers here that I get the to point. podcast with on a weekly basis, but the community on X, formerly known as Twitter, the community that jumps into our chats uh, show after show, um, this means a lot to me because having a year like this boom would have been great the way that I used to experience gaming, which was a lot of personal, right, just by myself, right? Again, I didn't have a huge group of friends who were gamers like me. Um, I didn't even know this community existed uh, up until three, four years ago, right, when I jumped in. Um, to find people like you all here in the chat, on the panel, people who have become, some people who have become some of my best friends in real life, even though I've never mm-hmm. met them, you know, face to face yet, that makes this year that much better. That makes this point that I call the golden age of gaming that much more golden at the end of the day, because now I get to share my experiences. I get to come here and talk about the games. I get to come here and deep dive and have discussions and play armchair CEO and all that kind of stuff on a weekly basis with people who know that this year in gaming is one of the greatest of all time um, along with me. And, and I think that that is super special. And I talk about it on every show that I go on, uh, it's how I end the show, but nothing but love and respect to everybody who shares their time with us, whether on panel, in the chat, whether it's posting on X, formerly known as Twitter, however you celebrate this and are part of this community, nothing but love and respect for all of you. So I am extremely thankful to be here at this point in my life, this point in gaming, my gaming life with you all. And so first of all, I got to start there. And then as far as gaming itself goes, still made a great one with game pass and and his thoughts there because obviously that's huge to me as a budget gamer as somebody who can't just spend willy-nilly on whatever he wants and buy every game game pass allows me to buy more games um diversify my lineup as well Mm -hmm. Um, but i gotta say i gotta say this for this year boom and you just brought it up right there's some specific things here and then there's a wider uh thank you as uh, thankful for uh as well but specifically in gaming this year obviously starfield uh and excuse my french but i'm thankful that bethesda came through with a bethesda ass bethesda game i know a lot of people wanted them to go do something different you know call their style now in 2023 archaic even though Super Mario Brothers Wonder is not archaic, okay? Anyways, I am glad that Bethesda stuck to their guns, okay? I'm glad that Bethesda stuck to their guns because at the end of the day for me, as somebody who already had extreme hype for Starfield and his favorite franchise of all time is The Elder Scrolls, right? Um, I like high fantasy a little bit more than I like sci-fi. I still had high, high hype for Starfield. And it surpassed that for me. And for me, that is absolutely incredible. I didn't know if it was going to do that. It actually has become my favorite Bethesda game. And so in turn, 
is my favorite game of all time. This is my game of the year. This is my game of the generation. And I'm so appreciative that Todd and his team still makes games like this. Even if other people want them to make other games, that's fine. Or change their style, that's fine. You don't you don't have to think the same way about Starfield I do. But for me personally, I'm thankful because I got my favorite game of all time in 2023. And I'm still playing it like Boom said. 300 around 300 plus hours haven't touched the main storyline haven't even touched a faction outside of the I heard you gotta fleets. be lying Punk. first two i know i know people like to claim that but again well, you that's know why something real quick Kwong, yeah roshan impenger says yeah. he has 298 hours in starfield and yeah. i have only done the first story quest to get sarah there you go there you go sarah's still waiting for me back at the lodge okay Yo, she's still waiting for me to pick her up so um I'm thankful for Starfield, right? I'm I'm thankful that Bethesda came through, but I'm also thankful for a studio, and this will get to my wider thank thank you too this year. I'm also thankful for a studio like a studio like Larian, not bending the knee to the narrative that you have to create your game for a wider audience that you don't have to listen to the masses say turn-based gaming is done crpgs are old and nobody plays them anymore it's a niche genre nobody's gonna that's play it unless you make it that's an action rpg that's correct that is correct because larian stuck to their guns and they said no we love crpgs we love the old school turn-based tactical style you know what we're gonna do we're not just gonna make one of those games we're gonna go ahead and get the community that does love these games involved mm -hmm. and we're gonna go out and we're gonna crowdfund the hell out of this game so that we can make this the I biggest budgeted crpg of all time i don't i don't crispy now that starfield's not in here i want Baldur's gate 3 to win i don't here because I want, I, don't, I want spider-man 2 to win it. <laughs> yeah yeah okay all right i think he's um, being facetious he is being facetious but that's fine um i'm thankful that larian stuck to their guns right and this goes to my wider thank you thankful for this year in gaming is the diversity which steel touched on of games coming the resurgence of genres like tactical turn-based strategy games age of wonders for this year the return of big giant franchises like Diablo this year coming back again. The diversity of gaming right now is second to none. You can take any year that you want to and call it the GOAT. That's fine. I'm not here to argue with you at all. This year to me is the greatest overall gaming uh, year of all time. But again, if you want to argue about 2007, all those, I understand exactly why I lived through those times. I know exactly why you feel that way. But the diversity of this year's games is second to none. It is absolutely phenomenal. The different type of content you guys brought up, like Vampire Survivors. I know that was last year, whatever the case. But we've got little games coming out. We've got AA games coming out. We've got AAA games coming out. And we've got every genre represented at some of the highest levels as well. You see a game like Hi-Fi Rush. I'm not into rhythm-based games. Okay, I'm not in, I played through the first level set, it's not for me. But that doesn't mean I can't look at that game and go, holy, wow, they set that bar high. That is a phenomenal experience. This is the type of year that we are having. So I'm thankful that I'm right here right now gaming with all of you and having the choice to go find whatever 
whatever is catching my interest at that moment. And this year, it's been big games. I'm not going to lie. Most years, I'm grazing. If you guys listen to me on Boom Show, the you know, when I was on here on a regular two years, you know, a year ago, two years ago, you know I used to come with like 8, 10, 12 different games I was playing at the time. I was grazing. Yep, this year hasn't, yeah, this year hasn't been as grazing as much because big games like Starfield, Diablo, hundreds of hours into Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3 just dropped. My God, I'm playing that too now. Like big games have hit this year, but there's a Wait whole Wait a second, why are you playing library. that? They gave, they, they gave it a 47 yeah. or 43. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, how yeah, dare yeah, you we, play we, that game, you we, fraud? We, I know, right? I played, <laughs> I, I've already said. I like games that are fives and sixes. I got Me plenty too. of them. I bet plenty that I've played through the decades, but <laughs> I'm just thankful overall for the year you itself. Like the quality. Like, exactly, man. Nobody can tell me anything different. I'm not going to, I don't go, I don't play games based upon reviews. It's um, your truth. My that's friend, right? That's right. So games like that, Baldur's Gate three, two, I put, I put a ton of hours back. I got to get back to that on the PC. It's just been such a, a, a stellar year overall. And again, it doesn't matter where you play. It doesn't matter what types of games you like to play. You're getting content this year. You're yep. getting top tier content this year. And there's more than probably one title that you can go play right now in that genre. So I'm thankful for the diversity. I'm thankful for these studios sticking it out not bending the knee all the time to say, oh, we got to make our game more accessible to more people so that we get more players. I love that. And I love the resurgence of games from a genre like RTSs, like strategy, tactical, tactical games, which I love coming back, not only to PC, which they've always been there, but coming to console again. And Mav knows what I'm talking about because Mav and I are both fans of this genre and we've been playing a lot. We just played Company Heroes 3 the other night on, on Xbox. That is why i consider this the golden age of gaming um and uh i am so so thankful to be here with all of you for it well we're thankful to have you here uh we certainly are and we definitely appreciate that mav let's bring you in on the conversation what are you thankful for gaming in 2023 uh right now i'm thankful for pong stole stealing all of my answers um <laughs> That's the problem so, when we're on a show together. Man. I know, man. <laughs> I, I I literally was like, do I, you know, do I th talk it about sucks. community? Do I? And then I was like, I was gonna talk about variety. You know, like uh, the variety of games this year has been insane. Then I was like, um, maybe I'm just gonna talk about Starfield. You know, but then you just went and talked about all three. So uh, sorry, bro. I, it's okay. You know, it's all right. Pick one next time, okay, bro. Okay, Do me a bro. favor. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I, I, what my initial instinct was when I was thinking about this uh, boom was, um, it was the variety, uh, because that's something that I feel like is really important, and I feel like certain genres have, in the past um, generation, kind of been relegated to like lower budget niche type thought process from these publishers. Right. And it, it has done a disservice to them. It's done a disservice to the communities and kind of uh, made some of those communities smaller than they ever were. And it's not necessarily because the passion wasn't there. It's because the, the games weren't there. Right. Like you can look at fighting games. Last generation, pretty much Mortal Kombat just carried it. You know, uh, now we see the resurgence of that. Street Fighter came back strong this year. Mortal Kombat one wow. was amazing again. But then we also have Tekken eight to look forward to for next year. 
you know, um, and even taking it back to last year, King of Fighters 15 is actually really excellent as well. So yeah. this generation has just really brought that back. Now we got Killer Instinct with a with a brand new update showing new life um, with that franchise again for the first time in five years. So I'm really thankful for all of these kind of things. Now we look at racing games and we had um, last year GT7 dropped and they've been doing some good updates this year as well, but also... Forza Motorsport, which really proved to me what they needed with all that time to really reinvent the hardcore racing feel and aspect, because it feels revolutionary when you're on that track, right? There's never felt anything like that before from one of these kind of games and um, bringing racing genre up, right? Then you even have other games come out, speaking of racing, like stuff like Crew Motorfest taking a, a leap, right? Then you have um, what Need for Speed Unbound hit last year. I, I know we're talking about this year, but you know, it's just uh, overall, I'm thinking about this generation so far, and it's just so much resurgence, like Pong said, of, of genres and putting that stuff back in there. A Balantone talks in the chat, Persona Tactica. Uh, Tactica. I yeah, just, just dropped I, in there. I did try it and I'm actually loving it. I just haven't dove in enough because uh, there's so many games to play. Um, it, Pong and I did play Company Heroes 3 the other day. And man, it's so freaking good, dude. I yep. I it, it does it's lacking a little bit of content there with the it with is. some of the, with some of the stuff, but like as a core RTS, like it is so deep that it is has everything you could want. And is that Game it, Pass it, also? It's no. not in Game Pass, it's oh, on it's Black Friday a... sale right now. Oh, right. Okay. Um yeah, so there's so much and all these different genres to think that we got this triple a crpg in baldur's gate 3 uh drop on pc it hit playstation is coming out uh to xbox soon it might even it, be dropping at the game pass dude like i i still it, think the that's a possibility yeah dude i yeah. really do I, I think we're gonna get a date on that at the game awards um and then maybe we'll get a uh uh a game pass announcement i don't know but that would be crazy i personally i'm not holding my breath for that just because the, the game is is done so well and been so huge on pc and stuff they don't really Unless they take that bag from microsoft but man <laughs> they might it like it'll cost xbox some a pretty price but i think you know it, it would be a bold move right uh for phil spencer and that and and all those guys would be like okay we're gonna we're gonna take this game of the year winner and and right before it's announced as game of the year because we all think it's going to be probably right right. Mm -hmm. right before it's announced as game of the year have an announcement that is coming to game pass that would be bold right that would be that would be insane bold move, um, <laughs> but i mean there the rts rts's are coming back you know you have crpgs we got the most bethesda ass bethesda game I've ever played in Starfield dropped yeah. this year. Um, Diablo Four, just endless amounts of fun oh, with my, with my friends news, playing that, dude. Uh, fighting games, racing games. I mean, everything has been kicked up a notch, dude. And there, it's no more just like, oh, these are the only kind of games that are popular, right? And these are what we need to sell. Like these publishers are going hard on these other um, genres now, and I'm. I love that, right? Um, I personally am somebody that's always liked 
lots of different genres and games. And I felt like last generation things just got kind of too one note. But then in 2023, this has been this revelation that wow, all of these genres can be popular. All the all of these genres have huge communities. If you put your money where your mouth is and you actually put the quality there behind these games, you put the content there, people will show up and play these games. And then with a service like Game Pass, like Steel was talking about, the accessibility into it, into a lot of these genres, is absolutely insane. And like he said, too, don't let anybody crap on your parade for subscribing to Game Pass. Like, oh, you're... you're you're poor because you have game. That stuff is ridiculous. Do you ever hear anybody with like Disney Plus or Netflix? Oh, you, oh, you didn't buy your movie. Oh, you don't want to support the film crew. What's wrong with you? You know, like, come on, like, who thinks like that? No, it's, I tell you, it, Netflix has been on another level. They've been bringing out their own content. Correct. Oh, but you don't support. You gotta, you gotta buy the box edition. Crispy, or else you're not supporting the the, the uh, writers, you know, and the actors of those, yeah. F uh, around and find right? out. You Netflix know, only like, done this. They only killed Blockbuster, which I love Blockbuster. I'm just yeah. saying. It, I mean, it's it's just hmm. a lot of that talk is just insane. But the, but for real though, Game Pass brings accessibility to uh, play a lot of games for people that may maybe not have been. That's a good thing. Yeah. Like it. You know how much money you would have taken to buy what? all the games I wanted to play to in Game killed, Pass? Dude, it did. <laughs> we, we can, like, even the, the really well-off people cannot really justify spending the amount of money on the amount of games I played in Game Pass this year. No. You know what I mean? It's like, no. you're talking about thousands of dollars. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, what's your gaming budget this year? Oh, I think I'm going to spend... 1500 bucks on games or you know what i could spend 14.99 a month and just get those same things oh well i'm going to be the genius that actually cares about my wallet a little bit more and, and save some money you know like at the end of the day there's so much stuff to be thankful for in gaming and mm-hmm. um and the games are just so good bro it's so good we we nitpick we criticize and all these kind of things dude course. but they are so freaking good and now man i, I as a kid you were to tell me if you go back in time to like the nineties, yeah, no way, tell, no way, and tell mm-hmm. like ten year old me that, hey, Mav, one day you're gonna grow up, you're gonna be playing games that look like that no, no. and feel like that, <laughs> and you're gonna be able to get them in a service where you get to play, pay fifteen dollars a month or whatever it yep. is, and you're gonna get all of that. And oh, by the way, hey, you can play it on all these different devices. Oh, also, you know what? Your progress will carry over between all of them. <laughs> also, if you do decide to buy it, you only have to buy it once because it'll also be accessible and all those different things. Hey, you know, that's the world you're going to live in one day. And I would have absolutely wanted to fall asleep until I was 40. Yep. Right. <laughs> and that, that is, that is what we're living in. I'm going to take bro. it to the crazy house. I, I mean, it's insane. I mean, Indeed. my my ten year old ass was staring up at the Toys R Us card on the on the wall, being yep. like, uh, "Which man? Wait, one. which one can one. I exactly. get? I gotta pick one. This like this. this I went quarter, to KB. You know? I didn't go to yeah. Toys R Us. I went to KB. KB, yeah, KB was more about thing. gaming. 
basically like GameStop is KB. You youngins, I went to Play World, and none of you even know what the hell I'm talking about. So Funko Land, bro. Boom, boom, sold. He went to FAO Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Think about about two. What the the, Pokemon cards, bro? Think about the genres that have benefited too that aren't necessarily our favorite genres, but horror and souls games came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is because of the accessibility, right? Part of that is because people have the ability. Yeah, Liza P might not have ever happened without something like Game Pass. Because again, it's it's allowed people to expand what they play, where they play, and given them a budget. That they can go ahead and say, I'm going to take a chance on this game, even if it's not in Game Pass. It just re- really looks cool. And I'm going to take that's a chance on it. And that's blockbuster. Right, now. exactly. They're right. That was the rental process, right? But it's given so much more accessibility to people. You know, genres like horror and Souls games have really grown. And now we see, as Mav and I both pointed out, the resurgence of other genres that people said was niche or dead and wasn't going to be played on console ever. And here we are in 2023 going into 2024 with all of these genres represented no matter where you're playing not just one specific spot it's freaking amazing no it it is i will say this though nothing sparks the morons in the community to come out in full 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 force when you talk about starfield in a positive manner so i put out a tweet that i rolled credits yep and i actually again shame on me for not being more specific i said Two of my favorite Bethesda, you know, I should have said IPs, not games. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, for me, it's Oblivion, right? Mm-hmm. And right behind that was Fallout New Vegas. Don't sure. you know that there is mm-hmm. half a dozen morons that are out it. there? Hey, guy, I guess you don't know about your games. You know, <laughs> uh, that, that was a, that was Obsidian. I know Obsidian made the game. I, I, but it's a shame on me for not clarifying it. But th- thank you to everyone. They're all the same umbrella. And, and they That's act like tough. Bethesda didn't have anything to say about New Vegas. No, right? it, like, it, like I, I, on, and again, it's a shame on. on me for not saying Bethesda. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think in New Vegas more, too more specific, might happen. But yes, it's 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 gross. People yeah. are gross, it's and if you are one of these people yelling from the rafters, "Hey, this guy's got it wrong," yeah. man, you really need to grow the up honestly it's just i mean you i think you kind of understand the context but that's just that's the hate that comes with this but I, again right. that was a bit of a sidebar i do want to go to crispy bomb and i want to continue this conversation now folks check this out after we're done with this i don't know how many people on the panel want are gonna have to go because obviously we're already two hours in we're already long long in the tooth i'm gonna kind of hang back i'm gonna give you an extended version of breakfast with boom to kind of give you that fourth topic, talking about what Jez Corden had to say about Call of Duty, the importance of that next year. And if, Steele, if, if we can get your hot take real quick before you get out of here, why oh, you're kind of disappointed about it? Because you actually had something to say in the green room that I thought was brilliant. Um, but let's get to Crispy. What what, what for you, Crispy, what, what, is, uh, what are you thankful for in gaming in 2023? I'm thankful for a community to continue to support themselves. And I I, I want to challenge you all real quick. Because I've had more on another one of my beloveds. Gears 4. How long have I been playing Gears 5? Because I just looked it up. And I'm actually super surprised at myself. So... 
how long, how many, we're not going to say hours, we're going to say days, have I played Gears 5? And there's still hours and minutes involved. But how many days, if you're damn close, I mean, I'll come in there and give you a code, man, if you're damn close. So let's hear it. Anybody? No, I mean, this. I, I don't think. I mean, I, I'm not. A, I first of all, I don't play Gears multiplayer. That's just not my bag. I play through the multi, uh, the single player, like a couple of times, and I'm good. It's like Call of Duty. Mo- multiplayer is just not my bag. You got a hundred days, days Christmas. Two hundred. Yeah, you I was thinking thirty off. days. Oh, <laughs> so if they sixty, sixty days. Let's go. A, a thousand days. <laughs> That wouldn't be surprising in the hundreds, but yeah, like eighty days played in that game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Fuzzy was probably the closest. It's it's forty three days, twelve hours, and seven minutes. I, I thought it was going to be a lot more impressive. Yeah, Crispy. let's go. I yeah, mean, come on, man. There's yeah, Diablo where, players. Where's those numbers at? I mean, people have already been putting those players. numbers on Starfield. On. Let's go. Well, excuse <laughs> me if I have a life. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my friend. Life too, but that's light. Uh, I mean, let's be serious. No, no, no. No, no, I mean, what the fuck is my, (laughs) sorry for that, Bob. What is my, you know, emoji? Like, I'm always on here. Mm -hmm. That is what it is for a reason. I love Gears. And I also think Gears contributed to Game Pass as a whole. And it did something that people don't even realize. They experimented. They did all of these things that nobody was willing to do. And they took heat for it. And they screwed up. I love the fact that there's still a community there. And I can still be, play with people that are way better than me. You know what I mean? Because they love me. They love my stupidity at times. They love the fact that I call out things before they happen, and then they're like, oh, I should have listened to you, and I'm sorry. These are the type of things that we experience on the Xbox. It is small-minded at times, but when we play a multiplayer game, we look to our our, our team, our, our you know party, whatever you want to call it, and we say, like, hey, I'm not good at this type of part, but I see it. And I've done that with Gears for years. And that's where I go and say, like, I see a lot of people that don't talk about Gears much saying, hey, you coming back? We there? We talking about Gears again? What's going on? I see a lot of people that I didn't see before saying, come on, it it is time for a new Gears. It's time for something. Give us something. And I I love that. I love that. And just like you guys talk about Halo and Call of Duty and all those things, I love that. Because, (laughs) well, Call of Duty is now going to be first party. And you know Mm -hmm. what? You want to call them out and be like, you should wait a year. And well, it's a money making machine. We're talking like they're 
Microsoft's getting close to $3 trillion of worth. Okay. With the open AI and all that stuff. But what are they going to do with it? If they use it for gaming and they actually like put like, you know, like firewalls and all this other stuff in between, that's what I'm great. I want innovation. Yeah, but what do you I want to be about challenged. This year, though? That, that's really what I want to know. Because we know that you're a Gears head. There's no doubt about it. And there is a Gear 6 coming. But for 2023 specifically, what are you grateful for with what has been brought to the service? Being mindful of your community. That's what I'm grateful for. I mean, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's a, I mean, the community is at the core. It's at the core of anything that we do, especially as a podcaster. That's, but that's we're so, I mean, I mean, you want to get technical. We're still playing old games, a lot of them. Or we're playing a new game and we're stopping playing it. Like, I don't hear about Spider Man 2 anymore. This is not, nah, it's coming. I want, I, I want, I want Xbox to continue to do what they're doing. And I've been saying this for years. It's not something new for me. Okay. You want to go back by all means. Okay. But, you know, you look at Halo. They got rid of Bonnie. They got rid of this dude. They got rid of that dude. Okay. They got rid of the old school thought process. But that doesn't mean that you don't have people there that love the game itself. And want to make it better, and that's that's where I I get in a tizzy. I'm like, I'm thankful for people that love the IP itself. If people love the IP of God of War Ragnarok, another one would be out way sooner than we think. But I don't think that's going to happen. And. The fact is, it's like factions. Like how many people? PlayStation, like full on, like I thought they were ponies. And I'm like, nah, you're just a gamer. You want you want multiplayer in Last of Us. That's what yeah. you want. And they they continue to say it. And and I get it. Like they've probably said something to some of you guys. They blocked you. But I'm gonna tell you right now, the tides are changing. And the one thing I've always went back to is like, I can always go back and play Gears multiplayer and it still works. It might yeah, take a well, little longer now, but that's the point. You don't have that on the other side. And, and Nintendo has it better as far as that than, than Sony does. Well, as far as exclusives, listen, think, about I, think about it. Like a Smash Brothers, come on. You know what I mean? Like you can get a multiplayer match in Smash Brothers. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, like MK has stuck to their guns, went back in the day and been like, "Hey, we're bringing out Terminator, Rambo, all these other characters," and people loved it. I'm just saying, dude. No, no, you, you, you make a lot of points, but I, no, no. This, the, I mean, listen. The, the, I, I do like your answer about the uh, about the community being what, what you're most excited about for 2023. I mean, that that's that's incredibly uh, stout, and I think that's really at the cornerstone of what makes any of this work for any of us on our programs. Listen, Fuzzy. Before I bring you in, brother, I gotta just catch up on the suggests. Been a ton of them. Hold Alpha Wolfpack drops quite a few of them. The first one of five dollars. He says Halo Infinite deserved a better launch. 
as a flagship Xbox game. I'll leave it at that, but at least it's coming around. That's absolutely the truth. Decided D drops a $5 super chat and says, what if Halo does a multiplayer versus series? Halo versus Gears, Halo versus Doom? I would love that. I mean, I'd love to see them do some sort of a, a combination. Sith Lord, who's been a channel member, folks, for 19 months, says, I hope you guys had a, a, a good Thanksgiving. Halo Infinite dead? Question mark. Maybe to them, I would love to play with you guys. Hit me up if we can hop into a match. We certainly will do that. Bold Alpha Wolf Pack drops not one, but two additional Super Chats. The first one of $10 says, Steel Rain. Uh, Phil Spencer Dang. said, it's going to be many, many games releasings for Xbox uh, is going to have a double up. Uh, it's going to have to double up on its showcases. Yeah, there's, they're at a point where they're going to have to have multiple showcases. Uh, his second uh, additional $20 Super Chat says, remember back in the day when you went to buy a cheat code book and it had a demo disc in it. If someone told me, hey, all these, all these games on the disc were full game ID, I'd call you a madman. That's what Xbox did, and it worked. Silver Afro, generous friend of the program, drops an outstanding $20 Super Chat and says, to the Boomstick community, thank you for holding the line. Happy Thanksgiving. Indeed, brother, thank you so much for that. Dan the Man Cunningham, you see him during uh, Living Split Screen all the time. He drops an owl super chat and says, thank, thank you, uh, thankful for all of you, uh, for all that you do for gaming, the gaming community. Uh, boom, thank you for keeping me company on a busy and lonely workday. Wishing you the best this season, brother. That's very kind of you, Dan. Thank you very much for the kind words and the generosity. Uh, bold Alpha Wolfpack drops an additional $10. Super Chat and says, got to be thankful for Phil Spencer. He was the pebble that changed the course of the river at Xbox when no one believed when the hashtag FireFilSpencer fire uh, was trending, Phil has to ha, has that dog in him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jonas the dad. Jonas, what's going on, brother? He drops a five dollars of gen says love Xbox Game Pass. My kids get five hundred plus games to play for one yearly cost. Awesome, mm-hmm. and I spend more on games with Game Pass. I try it. I like it. I buy it. I love it. Uh, Libra X drops a five dollars of gen says Sony. Are, take, are taking the UK lawsuit very seriously as they have hired Daniel Beard, the same lawyer that Microsoft hired to fight the CMA. That's interesting news, dude. And Gamer by Choice says uh, this after a five-hour super chat. says, we have to admit people are not smart. Xbox and Game Pass give you options, but people are ignorant enough to ingest bleach to cure COVID. Enough said. And, oh wow, that's 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 deep, brother. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, what are you thankful for in gaming for 2023? I mean, there are a lot of big choices there. Mm-hmm. For you, what sticks out the best? Well, uh, some of this is going to overlap with everybody's talked about already, but the biggest thing is going to be the community. Both those in the chat, you guys yep. on the panel, everybody that I interact with in games, whether it's multiplayer or we're just in a party talking while we're each playing our own game, kind of thing. Just that in general for a hobby is is it's an awesome camaraderie type of thing. Like I used to be big into um, like the automotive scene as far as being a car enthusiast, going to cars and coffee on a regular basis, taking my Jeeps off road, going to uh, trail runs and things like that. 
gets pretty expensive and uh, breaks some oh, yeah. parts, replace some <laughs> parts. Yeah, it, it definitely wears on the wallet after a while. But um, this is, I mean, gaming can be an expensive hobby, but overall, there's so many options out there that it's it's a lot more reasonable. I can get my kids involved, have the whole family involved in gaming, and it not break the bank kind of thing. And it has those moments where, you know, whether you're in a fire team, like when me and my sons used to play Insurgency Sandstorm, it was like some of the most awesome times as far as, yes, going kart, uh, go-kart racing is great as well, but being in like your own fire team, you know, going through like an enemy squad and stuff like that is also cool moments that I always remember. So the community as a whole, both friends, family, panel members, those in the chat, I'm, I'm thankful for all of it. Um, I'm also thankful for innovation. Like if you look at this year as a whole, the line between PC and console is bl uh, blurring even more with these handheld PCs that are kind of consoles in disguise. And I'm all for it because it makes it easier as far as like, like everyone's mentioned, like the accessibility, you can play pretty much anywhere, however you want kind of thing. Yeah, I, I kind of feel bad as far as for like physical media aspect of things, but I've been saying all along, I, I actually prefer digital ever since I did the full switch in 2016. But that's going to be the thing moving forward that hopefully everybody can either get on board or at least find what works best for them as far as that's concerned. But uh, just in general, the community and then advancements in, in gaming and, and the tech that's behind this stuff and looking forward to see what the what, what's on the next horizon. But that's that's basically it. Remake Station 5 in the chat says, I was watching a documentary uh, for class. Oh, my God. The professor sounded so much like fuzzy it was uncanny that is that's <laughs> hilarious so real quick okay so i iris you guys are still hanging here for a second we'll get you out uh steel i'll go to you first you said something yeah. in the green room we're gonna talk we'll talk call of duty uh like i said i'm gonna hang back after everyone gives their answers i'm gonna extend the show a little bit what why are you disappointed with the jez cordon of windows central announcement regarding call of duty black ops the Gulf War. Um, the biggest reason that I'm personally disappointed is because I want to see Call of Duty refrain itself from being a yearly thing. I don't, I don't care mm -hmm. what studio is working on what, what the previous history has been. Um, I, I thought the problem was that they were churning too much content out of they were making too many games back to back, um, causing issues internally. Now, just because they're under Microsoft doesn't mean that they need to continue that cycle. You've already this is my problem with with games like Call of Duty or games that have been around for some time and don't elevate themselves properly. Call of Duty should be somewhat similar to Fortnite in the way that no matter what you buy, um, and Call of Duty Mobile does this, which is the other thing that blows that that blows my mind about it because in some people in the chat are saying it, and I've also heard it from other people. Oh, Call of Duty makes too much money to do that. Um, COD Mobile makes a makes a darn much more uh, amount of money than COD does on console typically, um, especially daily. And they have more content on COD Mobile. And again, I know that's been out for some time, but you've also had maps and you have a game in Modern Warfare 3, as an example, who are literally bringing what Modern Warfare 2 was into Modern Warfare 3. And now we're not going to get an actual quote unquote Modern Warfare 3 right um and i understand we have warzone and we got another version of warzone coming we're in warzone 2 now we're about to get a warzone 3 like why why would you continuously go against the grain for yourself outside of warzone mobile like too next year dude 
But, but when Warzone Mobile and the next Warzone are supposed to be in tandem with each other, they're mm -hmm. supposed to work together. And from yeah. what I'm getting thus far, it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. So why tell us that you have this vision for this IP and then now you're going against whatever that vision that you guys talked about previously was? And again, I know money makes the world turn and maybe that's some of the basis of why these decisions are getting made. But as cool as I think the Gulf War can be going back to more of that 90s flow, um, because again, that if there's a a time of war that I would be interested in, it would definitely be that on a campaign standpoint. But I do think that this is also going to be one of the prime opportunities that I use at least to say, look, enough is enough. I'm, I invested in the Mono Warfare 3 after saying that I had enough with that only because they were moving things forward. I'm getting all, all my skins. Everything that I invested is it's coming with me along with the other things that I'm getting. And again, and I'm not necessarily happy that I had to pay $70 for that per se, but because it is a glorified $40 expansion. That's exact. And they would have made a ton more money if they would have considered it as that. Maybe it wouldn't have got crucified as hard um, by Metacritic and everybody else. The game itself also is labeled um, as a DLC when you look it up. So there's just too many things kind of line up with each other when you ask yourself, what makes the most sense? What makes sense to me is just build out the universe. Hey, you're already doing it with, um, with the Call of Duty HQ, where give you an example boom this is and I'm a, this is going to paint a perfect picture to why i think it's ignorant to continue to move this way and maybe they'll come off of it from here call of duty hq so do you guys know on pc at least because this is not a console thing um and it may be on pc i have to boot up call of duty to get access to modern warfare 3 if i want to play warzone it has to close all the way back out it has to open up again to get into it's not a seamless thing like you would expect out you're of a master a prime chief collection example you're bringing a prime example to us not wanting to do that like like it, it, you're it going no, through no, a superb process exactly you know it's it's ignorant it's an ignorant pro it's like it takes the fun because it's like and again is it a big deal no but it's not something a console player should deal with and it's not something that i want to deal with on pc because it can be a turnoff it's just i'm having to go through multiple things to get access to this content instead of you guys focusing on making it more seamless and there are other yes. games again look at master chief collection that does it seamlessly and i get it's an online game there's all these people you've been working on code that, you, that you've had since the original modern warfares like there's a lot that goes into it. I, I get that. But you also have thousands of devs working on this game. When yep. do we say enough Eight is studios enough? Stop too. giving us excuses. Stop raking us over the coals. I would rather you wait another two years so I can get a Black Ops that I can be excited about. That I can mm. try. I like Treyarch because because of what they've done improving themselves off of the back of Infinity Ward. Black Ops was very special for that time because it was different, right? And Treyarch is the only other ones, in my opinion, shot the sledgehammer for the first time in I think a while getting a Call of Duty right multiplayer wise. But let's be honest, it's just going back to what was there already. Um, so I, it's hard for me to give them credence for that. 
But Treyarch I mean, is somebody that I look at and be like, oh man, yeah, they 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 have good quality content and they they know what to do with Call of Duty, just like Infinity War does. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a lot. I, I I mean I mean Treyarch has done some innovation. I mean, can we agree on that? I mean, seriously, like, and the one thing I'll say is the Gulf War was a tank battle. So imagine like taking control of a tank for a lot of period of time. And this is when the M1 Abrams was introduced, by the way. Oh, you know, they were defending Kuwait. Like a lot of people don't realize that. And they were defending Kuwait because they said no to Iraq. And Iraq decided, hey, we're doing this anyway. And then years later, yeah, we invaded Iraq. But this was the process in, you know, uh, 1992-ish. Like, a different story. Like, they literally introduced one of the greatest tanks in history. Yeah, well, and maybe, maybe, they maybe. absolutely destroyed anything that Iraq put at them. And that was like three, four, five tanks. They had they had like you know thermal imaging. They had all of these things on these. <laughs> I mean, you could call it just a, a a round, but it really was a missile, and they destroyed everything. And it wow. was it, it was incredible. I, I mean, I've watched all the history on this stuff. No, you know I mean, I mean? Like, again, maybe actually that would... went back and and actually, you know, said, okay, what actually transpired? And I've watched multiple different, like, you know, people that have tried to like lay it out, and that's when the M1 Abrams came out, and we're still using it to this day. Well, so I, it has to that would be they could bring that. Well, I mean, being Treyarch, who they are, you give them a lot of credit. Hopefully, they can they could take what you're saying. Because they do, they do equate a lot of what really happened into their games, but you know, I mean, we, we'll see. I, I, for me, I'm excited because I think Black Ops is one of the premier series for uh, for Call of Duty. The fact that we're getting one, I don't know how long it's going to be in development. Hopefully, it's not going to be a thrown together game like Modern Warfare is. Because Modern Warfare Three is great. Uh, I'm quite enjoying it. Like I said, I I enjoyed it for the single player, which is what I play. Uh, I don't do the multiplayer. Anyone that I've talked to that does the multiplayer steal, they're loving yeah. it. They said that you know that has a lot of innovation no, for it. Better than great. it's ever been. Yeah, hundred percent. So it, it definitely is. I said that about lashes. I said that about Modern Warfare too. I was like, damn man, this multiplayer feels really good. And I, I'm saying it again about this one. And it's it is and it's honest. It's, it's for real. Um, it is. And as long as they iterate on this, I think they're in a good place to co continue to work on how they plan to expand the call of duty hq to make it easier for people to get access to whatever content that they want um yeah. and just make it as seamless as possible no no problem so, still i know you got to get out of here brother once you sell the brand yeah. of uh living split screen and let us know where we can check that out tomorrow morning at 10 a.m with pong soul yeah ladies and gentlemen uh, you can find me still rain the t is a seven everywhere um easiest place to type it in is going to be in the google um i frequent the streets of twitter otherwise known as x and the xbox ecosystem just because it works so well between uh the pc and the console itself but yes every saturday morning 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern at 3 p.m uk time uh 
I am a one of the co-hosts for Living Split Screen, a non-console-centric platform covering everything going on within the gaming industry. Uh, it's been a lighter news week this week, but as we did today, we're probably going to get into a lot some of the similar topics and uh, expand them out on that RTS level that I always speak to, where we pull mm-hmm. ourselves out of the world, look at the darker crevices of the map, pull those resources together so we can build up that foundation, not only for ourselves, but also for those three billion gamers that Phil Spencer always talks about. And I uh, greatly appreciate you having me on, Boom. I, I'm, I'm going to rock out because I want to hear what everybody else got to say. Oh, awesome. Um, awesome. But nonetheless, okay. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I do, I do appreciate you letting me get a little outro in there. Though. No, listen, it's our pleasure. We want to continue to help you grow your channel. We want to help, uh, help get more people and more ears and eyes on to Living Split Screen. And speaking of Living Split Screen, the other half of that, Pan Soul. Mm, yes, sir. He he, uh, steel came at this uh, from a very interesting point of view as well as crispy. Uh, sure. I, for me, I'm excited because I'm a Black Ops guy. I, mm-hmm. I did not like like Black Ops Four because it went multiplayer only. It did not have a single player story. Black Ops Three was the last one to do that. I did not buy Black Ops Four. This is a return, hopefully, to both the multiplayer and the single player. Are are you disappointed? Were you hoping for like what Steel was saying, more of a hey, let's give them a two year break? I think we all were, um, or a lot of us were. I should say, I shouldn't say all, but I, I think a lot of us were because we talked about this, right? That 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 was one of the potential benefits of uh, Xbox acquiring Activision um, would be that they could give Call of Duty a break, but they had already told us. Activision did that they had the roadmap already laid out for I believe through 2026 I think they said uh 2027 so the roadmaps have already been laid out um and it's going to take a while for them to assimilate um into Xbox and all that good stuff before I think we see some big changes um would I like to have seen it of course I would have I think Call of Duty could use a break I have said that I would like to see, and I think Steele was kind of speaking on this uh, when he was explaining uh, everything being kind of connected and that kind of stuff. I want to see Xbox move Call of Duty to a platform eventually um, and where they just add expansions every year, right? Or every yeah. two years, I, but everything is connected. Um, you know, the, the stuff that you do purchase, the skins, all that kind of stuff does carry over. That was one of the big selling points. I was not Absolutely. excited for Modern Warfare 3 this year at all i was not excited just probably like just four or five six months ago i was not going to buy this game i said it on air multiple times i was not gonna get modern warfare 3 i got plenty to play but when they started talking about it and yes i do understand that it's glorified dlc i i I understand the concept i was you know Mm -hmm. out here talking about it knew that from the beginning but the fact that they did allow me to carry over my skins some of the skins that i did i don't i don't buy a whole lot folks but i they get me every once in a while call of duty gets creative i'm still thinking about the lilith skin uh from diablo um but the fact that they allowed me to carry that over the fact that some you know the guns carried over all that kind of progression carried over really did speak to me and then obviously they leaned heavy into the nostalgia and i said that from the Mm -hmm. beginning if you're going to sell me 70 dollars dlc lean into the nostalgia but the one thing that did surprise me was the zombies mode and they got very creative with the zombie now i've seen some people say it's just dmz and zombies blah 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 i don't care i don't like round-based zombies i'm not the round-based zombie guy i was not i didn't like zombies until cold war came out and the open world was introduced this one is even better we're having an absolute blast playing zombies so going forward i say all that to get to the point going forward 
I want them to see to see them continue to connect this Call of Duty world between mobile, between Warzone, between regular MP, between zombies, between all of that. I want to see them continue to work to connect that, and I think they are. But I want to get them to a point where there is a platform, but that's not ready yet. I, right. I think that we are still years away from that. They're, they've got the roadmap laid out. So this next one coming next year, I'm not... I like blops. I, I, I do like blops. I'm not the biggest fan of blops. Um, I like some of the other ones a little bit better, but the Gulf war obviously, you know, is an interesting time period, especially now that we know what we know, it's going to be curious. I'm curious about the campaign. It's supposedly going to be focused on the CIA. Well, basically the whole entire war was propaganda as we know it now. So it's going to be interesting to see how they tackle those things. I'm curious yeah. about that. So I am going to be looking forward to this one. I'm going to be looking forward to new setting, obviously. Not that we've never seen, uh, you know, a game in this setting. But I'm going to I'm going to be curious to see the maps. I want to be curious to see how they take the, the story forward and what they do overall to continue to connect these games together are they going to allow us to carry some of the modern warfare 3 stuff into this game or is it because it's blops because they're not ready to do that yet are they going to cut us all off and they're just going to start us over from scratch again maybe that's where i'll get to it but but boom game pass game pass is the nullifier of everything when it comes to these situations where i may be on the fence where i'm curious but i don't know whether or not i want to invest it's not going to matter it's going to be there day one for me and millions of other people and if you want to try it out you're going to be able to try it out and that is the difference so i'm i'm kind of excited because i know what it's going to do um for you know, Game Pass for Xbox. This is, you know, again, not the main reason why they made this acquisition, but obviously it is going to be a huge benefit. But I am obviously excited to be able to jump in there day one without any risk attached to it, see if I like it. And then guess what, folks? On top of that, as the budget gamer, that means I've got a little bit more budget for skins if I want to invest some more skins, right? It's it's funny you say that because most people who consider and again we know it's not free folks understand we're not we're not trying to sell you a bag of false goods no people look at a service mm-hmm. at like a game pass and they're like i'm getting it for free because you're paying your 17 dollars. we know you're paying yeah but pong's on to something because if you are getting this bombastic triple a call of duty game not a clone actually call of duty you would be more inclined to buy skin A, B, or C because you just got the game for, quote-unquote, free. Free. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly, Boom. And I think that's going to happen for a lot of people. And I think that that is kind of the way they're looking at it. That's why I say I would like to see Call of Duty go to a platform eventually and just give out, you know, make expansions every two years, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. make expansions, not $70 per se, unless, you know, they think they can get that, which they might. But I'm just saying, go to expansions, but keep everything integrated because when you develop that kind of ecosystem, it's the same ecosystem we've now seen for decades in MMOs and elsewhere. If you do it properly people will come back not just whales but other people regular people who now feel like they've invested so much time into when you make it a platform it becomes oh i just play call of duty it's not oh i play call of duty black ops or i you know i play you know call of duty modern warfare 3 it's i play call of duty 
and you're just living in that world and everything's accessible that you've purchased, it makes you it makes it a more friendly proposition when you yes. go to that store to say, I know that no matter what the expansion that comes five years from now, I'm going to be able to use this skin in that expansion five years from now. Right. It, it just makes it more like that. We've seen it all the time. Like I said, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy 14, you name it, all the big MMOs out Fortnite. It doesn't matter. People who buy skins in Fortnite know that no matter what map they come out with, no matter what season it is, oh, they can always go, go with play them. with their favorite skins. Right. Yep. So people buy them nonstop. We've seen it. Right. The proof's in the pudding. That's why I say I wish it would go to a platform at some point. Well, hopefully they'll get yeah. there eventually because I think you're yeah. onto something. I think an overall platform is better growth and 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 more value for the customer like if you if you know that all of your things that you buy are going to be with you in the next call of duty whatever that may be you'll be more inclined to buy more skins which ultimately is what they want you to do mav let's bring you in on the you're, you're a multiplayer dude um are you excited for black ops gulf war or are you kind of on the fence that maybe we should be moving into an every other year call of duty I I mean, I think so for the future, but like, I think Treyarch's probably ready for this one. I mean, it's been three years. They kind of got the extra, a uh, potential extra year here because of this uh, Modern Warfare 3 release right now. Mm -hmm. um, so for, for me, it just depends on if the game's ready or not. I don't necessarily care about having to dictate like if it's every other year or every three years or whatever. It just, it's, it just depends on what have they done the last three years to get it ready. And if it's ready, then I'm going to be happy to play it. And like, I, I have faith in Treyarch with that, you know, Treyarch's been one of those studios that's picked up a lot of slack in the past uh, for other uh, Call of Duty studios. And I think this is, there's, this is going to be their second one release of this generation because the last one was Cold War, right? And Cold War for me was one that kind of was hit or miss. I mean, it had some great moments, but um, it also had some bugs and uh, campaign was kind of broken at times for me personally. Uh, not necessarily something, not not something that everybody had experienced, but for me personally, I, I had issues getting through the campaign because of crashes and all that kind of stuff. So um, this was three years later. I'm, I want to see what Treyarch did and to push everything forward right uh the setting super excited about that i think it sounds awesome um after that game comes out i, I think it, for me it's personally too early to say that this would change immediately right but after a few years you know i think maybe we start to see that more um more time given maybe less developers working on it as well right yeah and more uh, doing different projects so then you have maybe your core infinity war team you have your core uh treyarch team you know maybe you have sledgehammer offering support on both over between the, the those releases but then maybe those other studios get freed up to make Boys other games Bob. right oh, this, this, and, and i think that's something that they just i mean they've those studios have already been helping on this game you know what i mean so it's like why not release it if it's going to be ready, you know? So for me, it's like, hey, go ahead and put it out. It'll probably be the first title that's in Game Pass at launch as well. So that's going to be awesome. I don't have to worry about spending $70 on it. Um, so that takes that aspect away of it. Um, and I think we'll go from there. I think 
three years from now, four years from now, we'll be looking at potentially a different future with COD and seeing that um, extended out where it's like, you know, and, but we're also going to get more different games that are going to be announced. Oh, from dude, I can't, and can't stuff. Wait. So that's going to be the most exciting thing for me. But until that happens, I think we're still, it's going to stay status quo for the next two or three years, probably. I am you know, a little disappointed that they said that it was going to be cross-gen still, though. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. It's still going to be cross you know, I, I wish I, they would ditch it. I, I don't really personally don't. care about that anymore. I Yeah. For a game like Call of Duty, it's like... I mean, they're, they're talking about putting the Call of Duty on the next Switch, right? I mean, yeah. you're already talking about... Yeah. The, the next Switch is probably going to be the same power as last generation anyway. And, like... It's they've, true. They've it's a good pushed, point. It's a valid they've, point. They've, they've pushed the graphics... Yeah, COD don't need to be... The, they push the graphics so far in the campaign and Call of Duty and stuff. Anyway, mm. I don't really feel like it's held back personally. Mm. Um, and also, I've I've started to care less about the whole, you know, last gen current gen thing, mm. except when it comes to gameplay design. Because right. if a game is like, you know, it's got its traditional campaign multiplayer, it's like it can it can be scaled right, but then a mm. game like Starfield can't really be, you know, right. right. So that's where like I think it matters more for me. Um, but the games that have been cross-gen, I've been getting the best experience yeah, on this Xbox Series X. Had that conversation, you know. So it's like <laughs> yeah. for me, I don't care yeah. about that necessarily anymore. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. want them to push every bell and whistle possible. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe later in the generation, we'll hopefully see them do. It would be amazing to talk about the future of COD. Mm. See something groundbreaking we've never seen before, like five or six years before, and that's when I think we would see like that yeah. evolution away from like uh question yep good no, make, 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 you know go, go, to your point uh silver afro in the chat says i think gulf war was already in the pipeline it will be another two to five years before microsoft can set the new schedule and i think i think he's on to something right. right on right along with you mav uh, but uh crispy let's let's get your take on uh on 2024's black ops do, do you do you want to see uh microsoft's involvement potentially get these games into an every other year schedule rather than every year as they've been doing for quite a bit i mean they want to make money we're we're obvious about that they have they but see that's the thing they have warzone for that and warzone mobile is going to make money i would love to see them give these teams a break man i don't know I mean, I, I get it. I do. The one thing I'll say is that the goal for is absolutely perfect to establish something that happened in 2005 and take something from Battlefield. If you're establishing that's the goal for, okay, you've established that. All right. Now, maybe it doesn't come to fruition. Maybe Microsoft changes whatever. But as of now, we're thinking the Gulf War. The Gulf War was a hub of innovation. One of the most strategical and thoughtful wars I've ever seen in my life. Because we do call it the Gulf War for a reason. And you go and look back at Battlefield 2, the OG Battlefield 2, 2005, when you could 
change from whatever character you wanted to to a certain point. People, people don't realize you can go infantry, then you can go to helicopter pilot, then you can go to tank person, and that was in the campaign. And it made you realize how big war is and how complex it is. And the Gulf War was, I mean, you heard about it, but you didn't see as much as it really was. And it came down to innovation. It came down to having a a stance and saying, like, look, Kuwait is a country and we're going to back them up. And that's something that hasn't been touched. That's something that they could make it to something that challenges their one game that I hear people say, oh, well, you know, Battlefield 2042 is pretty good as far as multiplayer. But that's that's what they got. Nobody talks about the other Battlefields. Why not take something from them? You're allowed to. It's been 10 plus years. Come yeah, on. No it's, no, it's true. It's true. But I, I, you, I, I hope, you know, I hope they I, deliver. You know, it's it's one of those things like you look up World of Tanks, for example. People still play that game. It's not supposed to be. I mean, you know, God, you know, rocket cars or whatever you want to call it. You know, soccer cars. I don't know. People call it whatever they want. It's still there. You know, EA and Battlefield has innovated at times. And it's almost like they've been too far ahead. And then if you can go back for a second and let people that, you know, not mainstream. I mean, Call of Duty is mainstream. You look at that and you say, oh, man, like, you know, could I be a tank commander for a day? Like, and a day is like a couple hours in the game. You know what I mean? Can I can I, can I be a part of that? I think I think they go back a little bit, but also, I mean, we're talking Gulf War. I mean, this is this is twenty years ago. You know what I mean? Twenty plus years ago. It's it's something that we've lived through, but not everyone has. No, that's true. But if you I, do it right, I think. It would be something incredible, and it would also spawn a lot of other multiplayer elements from it, and it would oh, well, make them revenue at the end. Then, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, Call of Duty is going to make money no matter what. It's making money right now, even though it was given a forty-three out of a hundred by PC Mag. Um, look, this, I, for me, I think Crispy's onto something. Going back that far, I'd like to see what the Gulf War looked like. If Call of Duty, if Call of Duty continues to tell the stories as we know that they can. We're going to get a pretty stout story. I'd like to see what multiplayer would look like in the Gulf, how they would how they would transition that from real life to game. Um, but listen, real quick, let's let me just read this. Shine Film says, "I'm looking forward uh, to see what Treyarch does with the first four year dev cycle for Call of Duty. It's all, also I'm thankful for arguably the best year in gaming history. Absolutely, brother. He's been a channel member 
for four months. Now, before we get everyone out of here, and thank you guys on the panel for staying. This is the longest show that we've ever done on Breakfast with Boom. Let's get Fuzzy Belvedere's hot take, and then we'll do the outros, and we get you guys to start your Friday. Uh, for you, where do you kind of fall? Because everyone's had great points. Yeah. Uh, Steel started us off with he's not really happy with the fact that we're getting a, a Call of Duty goal for next year, and his points were, fi- were, 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 were finite. Mm-hmm. For you, are you happy that we're going to the Gulf War, or do you kind of want to see a break? I, I kind of wanted to see a break because I'm, and and also I'm not the uh, biggest Black Ops fan. I'm more of a okay. modern warfare fan. But the whole reason when I signed up for the military was because of the Gulf War. So I signed up in '92, basically at the tail end of it, because I was, you know, a teenager prior to that. So uh, for the most part. I'm looking forward to it. I, I've I've wanted more games to focus on that time frame, uh, just because that's when I went into the army. Um, but as far as you know, the annual setup, I I hope that at some point, kind of like what Pong said, they they do kind of more of a platform thing where either Warzone is the annual update or or quarterly update where you get content and stuff like that and you know sparse out the the call of duty titles the as far as the main campaign make them either every other year or every two to three years or something along those lines where some of these teams can also focus on possibly other passion projects and things like that like we've seen what uh, microsoft does with some of their other studios when they're allowed to have a passion project and it winds up sparking a new ip that people enjoy so it'd be nice to see yeah exactly (laughs) so it'd it'd be nice to see what you know Treyarch and and infinity ward and you know raven studios and all of them can kind of do outside of the call of duty world uh but you know golf war i'm I'm gonna be there for day one especially with it being in game pass you know it, it i I'm I'm still I'm I'm like one of those wait and see kind of things. I I know it's going to be in Game Pass, but I I just I still get like a, a a weird feeling that there's going to be some sort of weird, you know, last minute stone contract thing that like makes it so it doesn't appear for a month or two. I I hope I'm wrong, but um outside of that, uh Call of Duty in general, I I I think it's now the to the point where, you know, if they continue to have things have like your your skins and stuff carry over i i think that'll just make it for a bigger world and it'll show overall how that as a games as a service will work uh maybe showing other teams over at team blue how uh they should do things uh because it looks like destiny is having its own little you know speed bumps and whatnot but um overall looking forward to it just because of this the the time frame the environment the scene uh the the particular war that 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 they're going to be detailing in it but outside of that, I've never really been a Black Ops fan. Always Modern Warfare, and this would be like the perfect culmination for me because Cold War for me, I didn't have any of the bugs. It was a, a it was very interesting or, or to my liking for like the first three quarters of it, and the, the last quarter of it seemed like they kind of rushed it a bit, especially when you try to do the multiple endings and, and things like that. So hopefully, this one having four years, I think, of development. Hopefully they don't have it where the tail end kind of tapers off a bit, but overall, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what this is going to be like and, and where we go from there. And hopefully, you know, the following year, you know, it, they can focus on Warzone more you know, readily and then hold off on like maybe a, a mainstream call of duty outside of like maybe a DLC or an expansion. 
or something like that. Like an expansion for, you know, the Gulf War would be nice. Maybe lead into, you know, the the desert conflict that we had. Uh, what was it in like uh, 2002 or 2003? Uh, desert when we storm. Went, well, uh, yeah. I, I refer to Desert Storm as like the '90s one. I, I don't call the the second half <laughs> Desert Storm, uh, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do as far as expansions beyond that. But I, I always want to see more of the like the Desert Storm or or you know the '90s warfare that we had over in Iraq and how that went and how they can you know explore that with the campaign. That I'm really looking forward to. Nice, nice. Well, listen, folks, that's going to do it for us. Three hours, two minutes in. Steel Rain has already done his super, uh, his, his outro. Obviously, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Living Split Screen, him and, of course, Pong Soul will be there to drop a lot, of pro- probably a three-plus hour show, I would definitely gather, along with a bunch of topics. Pong Soul, let's get you out of here. Where could people check you out on other programs and more importantly reach out to you on social media yeah what a great morning boom it was such a pleasure to be back here with thank you, you sir I, thank you guys for hanging around three hours oh, this is this is this is a light show for most of us here right so uh no this was just freaking amazing boom so glad i got to be here this morning it's been so long since i've gotten on double barrel gaming chat Guys are incredible. Uh, again, just all love and respect to each and every single one of you who supports any of these shows. But you guys just have such great discussions the, during the entire show. Sometimes it's on with whatever we're talking about. Sometimes you guys are off of having your own discussions about some other topic. But it's always just fun to watch everybody. Again, as I say in all the shows, you guys are much a part of the show as we are. Without you, there is no show. It's us in our game chat just talking the same nonsense right so thank you all for being here thank you for contributing it's great to see a lot of familiar faces from back in the day when i was on here on a regular basis but man what a way to be back uh so thank you thank you all of you um otherwise as boom just got done saying tomorrow well tonight let's start tonight we got xbox ultimate tonight over on fun speculation network mav's going to tell you about that but 10 p.m eastern nine o'clock central time the fam gets together on friday nights we never know who's all going to be at the dinner table but we have a lot of laughs and we talk a lot of gaming so it can go crazy it can get wild it can get weird but you got to be there because it is fun no matter what. So Psycho won't us, uh, be there tonight. So. Oh, that's right. He is working late tonight, Black <laughs> Friday. I forgot. Uh, but wow, we've had our moments without Psycho too. Yeah, but anyways, um, so join us tonight on Xbox Ultimate. Tomorrow morning, set those alarms, set those reminders. Steel, Rain, and I will be live 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Living split screen. Split screen is all one word. Buckle up. Again, you never have to be awake to join our show in the chat okay we'll bring the energy for you about you know about an hour in you guys should be ready to rock and roll for your weekend but just join us three plus hours buck up get ready we're gonna have a lot to get into tomorrow even though it was a light news week steel and i find some way to talk about a lot of different things and normally the chat actually brings up some topics that we get involved with and talk about too so be there for living split screen tomorrow morning and then of course tomorrow night it's the shop podcast p t k blam's channel blam one of the best hosts in the business be there tomorrow night it's the best way to end your saturday night the shop podcast ptk blam fuzzy belvedere and myself fuzzy do we got guests tomorrow night i don't remember 
I'm sure we probably I'm not sure. Do. I don't think we Yeah, do. I don't know. Um, anyways, best way to end your Saturday night, be there, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time, and then next week it starts all over again. Of course, you got to show up here. I do this. Even though I'm not on Xbox Factor anymore, I still promote it because of what Boom Thank does you, for the rest of the community. So every Tuesday, be right back here. Of course, Boom's on five days a week. We know that. He's a Terminator. But you got to be here Tuesdays for the Xbox Factor podcast, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. All good things green on Tuesdays. And then Thursday night, it's p.m. in the p.m. Pong and Mav in the p.m. Obviously, we didn't have a show last night due to Thanksgiving. We'll be yeah. back next week, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. Be there for me and Mav. We have a great time on Thursday nights. Otherwise, it's the golden age of gaming, people. Get out there. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great rest of your Friday. Play what you love. Love what you play. And I'll talk to you all real soon. Thanks again, Boom, for the invite. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Mav, sell the brand, brother. Sell the, sell the, 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 the brand to the people still here. Over 400 people here. We got to talk about the Fun Speculation Network. You got a lot of shows, and you do a lot. And especially, some of my favorites are those impromptu ones that you just get in front of the mic. You start playing something like Forza Motorsport, and you go on your, well, Mav rants, as you're known for. Talk about it. Sell the brand. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, I appreciate you inviting me, Boom. Absolutely a blast here hanging out with the fellas. Um, but if you guys want to check us out, uh, tonight there's a show. It's Xbox Ultimate Podcast at 10 p.m. Eastern time. You can find that over on Fun Speculation on YouTube. Uh, if you want to find out more information on all of our shows, just follow on X at Fun Speculation, and uh, you can find out lots of stuff there. Um, other shows, like Pong said, we got Thursdays, p.m. and the p.m., uh, that goes live 7 p.m. Eastern time on Thursdays. And then Mondays, we do Fun Speculation Podcast at 10 p.m. Eastern. And then Tuesdays, Fun Pop at 10 p.m. Yes. Eastern, where we talk about movies and TV shows. And if the mood is right, and if there is something energetic to talk about, I will go live for a Mavcast and just yes. let loose on some stuff, as as uh, Boom is talking about as well. But uh, appreciate you all. It's a great time. And I can't wait for the show tonight. I hope to see some of you there. Ah, brother, thank you so much. Crispy Bomb, sell your brand, brother. Where could people reach out to you and strike up conversation on social media? And what else you got going on, dude? At Chris Bomb on Twitter, Chris Bomb 20, Xbox Live. And you can find me on Boom's channel. Uh, Breakfast of Boom is not going to happen in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, you said, you, said, you said that you were working. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to work. Uh, I mean, it's it's yeah, real life. Vacations, but oh, okay. Uh, you know, maybe you know, Xbox One Spray Special, maybe potentially, yes. It may, may maybe the following week, Xlog Live. Oh, that's a I don't know. I've never yeah, been on there. The there. Yeah, you go. Well, you got you got the key to the front door. You just walk yourself in. Yeah, yeah. I think. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. I think you should. No, I haven't. Okay. And uh, that's Thursdays, so (laughs) Thursdays are hard to do for me. But um, the following week, yeah, you might see me there. And I just want to say, I I love everybody. You all are great in your own way, and just. You know, respect each other's opinions because absolutely for sure. At the end of the day, you might you might learn something, and it, it takes a lot. But you know, learn something from each other, 
And also, don't let these huge companies take from your wallet. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, Be smarter. Yes, exactly. And and that's all I have to say to you. Happy Turkey Day, gobble gobble. I I know I put out a memes, multiple memes that are weird for some people, but I feel like Kenny half the time when he was on South Park in in the first season, and and just getting you know pecked at everywhere. Okay, retail workers. It sucks to be a retail worker, but we still yeah, love does. you. Yeah. Well, listen, we love we you, brother. Love thank you. you so much. Yeah. Well, thank thank you for being here as always. And of course, you showing up on the other shows. We'll get you on the X log for sure. Last and no way least, Fuzzy Belvedere, sell the brand of the best place for anything and everything racing. And you're closing in on 500 subscribers on your YouTube channel. Sell that brand, brother. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, just want to start by thanking you for having me on. It was awesome being on here with you guys. Always awesome being on here with, you know, the extended family. Always love being on here with Crispy, Steel, Mav, Pong, and, and you as well, Boom. Um, well, for those who want to see more of uh, my, my uh, uh, I guess you could say, slanderous takes and stuff, I'll, I'll also be on later on tonight on uh, Xbox uh, Ultimate on Fun Speculations Channel, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, Mav's channel, definitely check us out. And then on Saturday, like Pong said, on the Shop Podcast with me, Pong, and PTK Blam on PTK Blam's channel at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys there. And then hopefully everybody in the chat come right back here for Monday for Xbox Lunch Break Special, 12 noon. Uh, hope to see uh, Crispy there as well, Web Dave, Crazy Lou, and you as well, Boom, and everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time and joining us. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, a big thank you to all of the amazing super chats that came in today. The channel memberships continue to grow. Mrs. Boom and I cannot thank you enough for the generosity. And of course, we like pouring that back into the community. We do have a big giveaway, which we'll be breaking down as we get closer into uh, the end of December. But we are giving away in one two-hour show, folks, $1,500, 10 uh, regular prizes of $100 gift cards and two grand prize winners are going to walk away with a $250 gift card each to their platform of choice. That includes Steam, Xbox, PSN, or Nintendo eShop. E and of course, we can't do that without the, the help of the community through Super Chats and of course, through channel memberships. And, if, and to add, we want to close out the show as we normally do, folks, and we're going to say a big thank you for being here, but it's something that my my pop told, taught us when we were kids. It's incredibly important to me. Hopefully one day be important to you, and that's this. Treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. You, I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day, so take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom. Yeah. <laughs>